Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Is more than just a podcast. Podcast. It is season ten. It is episode forty-one. Uh, no booches tonight. Um, I don't think they watched the game. If they're completely honest, John's John's been in deepest darkest Ripley doing up his new house. Um, George has been on Jessica duty, but we have got a stand-in. But more of that later from the substitutes bench. Uh, back with us is Nigel. Where are you? What are you doing? We started. I didn't need a thing, Chen. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. He was there. He was there. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't yeah. hear it. Sorry. Uh, I'm in my shed. Yeah. Great. <laughs> uh, also back <laughs> like a bad penny uh, is Ken in Townland. Where are you? What are you doing? I've just rushed home to do a podcast with you. After supporting and, many pubs in the area. And our special guest presenter tonight is a long-time listener of more than just a podcast. It's Ian Dale. Where are you? What are you doing? I am in Norfolk and I'm in my sitting room talking to you. Excellent. Uh, for those who don't know you, maybe, maybe you could do an introduction or as the terrorists would say, who are you? Who are you? He's my biographer. <laughs> I am. <laughs> I am the person that made Nigel Khan famous. Yeah. <laughs> Infamous. Or infamous. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be more like it. Um, I have two claims to fame. I run the West Ham Till I Die blog, and I present a show on LBC, which I should be doing now, but Rachel Johnson's doing it for me, which is kind of nice of her, I suppose. And you're a frequenter. You didn't say that earlier. <laughs> And you often you, frequent... Um, you are a sod, Nigel, aren't you? <laughs> you, you? You are a frequenter of GMTV. You're a bit like um, Nigel is on TV 
or Nigel is on podcast to TV sometimes. Now, um, well, you're, you're so out of date. GMTV didn't exist about eight years ago. It's Good Morning Britain now. Oh, I don't watch television yeah, ev- really. Every Friday morning, you can see me about seven fifteen with Jackie Smith putting the world to rights. Yeah, with and you do shelves how, behind him. How many podcasts do you do? I I, I joke the other. It's like seven <laughs> or eight. Haven't you? No, come on, don't exaggerate. You always exaggerate, Sean. It's six. <laughs> it's six. <laughs> just the six. You're fitting just, in a seventh. So just, on, the six. just to be clear, Ian, on your day off right, from doing podcasts, <laughs> you're coming on our podcast. Yeah, well, people keep saying to me, why don't I do a West Ham podcast? And I said, well, I can't really bring myself to because it, it, it would compete with um, more than just a podcast. I and mean, let's face it, who could compete with you lot? Who who could compete? Um Ian's found out how sausages are made. We've spent about 15 minutes just trying to get the technology working. Uh, me deleting jingles and normal stuff. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just to prove the point. Only Shaw can explain the technical difficulties and cut out. And you, you won't hear that because we record locally. You won't hear that at all, me cutting out. So that's only you cutting out. Um, anyway. It is a football podcast, and we did play the Magpies, Newcastle. Uh, it was our second cup final in a series of eight, <sighs> and we lost. Um, we didn't follow the normal routine of going 3-0 up and conceding. Um, I'm going to start with our guest, first of all. Um, throw him straight into uh, the Lions' den. What did you make of the game, Ian? Well, it was entertaining, wasn't it? But then all of our games seem to be entertaining at the moment. As Nigel says, goals are fun. Um, yeah. But on this occasion, not quite so much fun. I did I did wonder when we were 2-0 down at half-time, could we then sort of reverse what's happened to us over the last three games? And it looked at one point as if we would. But um, as David Moyes said, the last 10 minutes were an absolute disaster. Um, I mean, look, it was... We played very well at times. And when you when you bear in mind... The, the changes in the team that we've had in the last few games, you can't say that we haven't done probably as well as we could do. Um, when you've got the whole of the spine of the team ripped out, you, you've got a problem. But the, the defensive issue at the moment, I mean, that's what worries me for the last few games. I mean, even though, I mean, okay, it's Ogbonna's first game back. I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. Um, but when you've got three centre-backs there and you you still concede three goals, that there is a problem. Yeah. And one of those centre-backs, um, obviously, caused the problem. Um, I was, well, was going to say it, Craig... Isn't it, isn't it Craig... funny that as soon as Craig Dawson gets his contract signed, he becomes a yeah, shit player that we, say... all, we, all, we all thought he was in the first place? Two own goals before that and obviously a sending off. Obviously, the first offence, you could say he was taking one for the team, but the second one, mm. he should have known better, shouldn't he? Yeah. Um, I... It's it's a it's a difficult one because he did pl- have some brilliant games for us when he first came into the team. Um, I think everyone was really surprised at how well he did, and yet the last few games um, he's just gone completely off the boil. It seems, and and you wonder if 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 Ogbonna is back to full fitness, is it is it now going to be him and Diop that are the central defensive partnership? Which of course, I mean that has been our first choice partnership for quite a long time. I don't know about you, but I still think that Balbuena is a, I know you can't pronounce his name, Sean, but I think he is um, a cracking player and he's never, ever let us down. He's always, always looks really assured. And I don't know why David Moyes has always seemed to have a downer on him. 
I don't know either, but he's off um, yeah. this summer. Let, let's talk about the. I was going to call him Craig Daw- um, David, uh, but it is Craig Dawson. Um, Craig Dawson incident. Um, under the letter of the law, Law 12 in the FA book, which um, I'm sure you read all the time, Ian, apparently, if it's a um, second bookable offence, the advantage should not have been played unless it was a clear goal scoring opportunity. And if you look at the replay, I know they scored, so you could say it was. It wasn't an obvious one. In fact, I'm sure you'll remember, uh, Diop had a, a, a sort of a mix-up with um, Fabianski and, and mm. it was a bit of a bizarre own goal. Under the letter of the law, that, that goal shouldn't have stood. Well, it's the first time I've heard that law, and if that is a law, it's a stupid one. Um, I mean, we would be... If that had happened the other way round, don't you think we would be the first to complain that uh, the, the goal didn't stand? Because let's face it, we've had enough goals that we should have had this season that have been chalked off. I don't think you can complain about that at all. He was just playing an advantage. Why not? Second goal, before we move on to the others. Uh, Fabianski, um, you know, he was he was somewhat to blame for the first goal with a mix-up with Diop. Uh, definitely responsible for the second goal. Um, just fumbled it, dropped it. Yep. Well, look... I mean, every single goalkeeper, it doesn't matter who they are, they're always going to have games where they make the odd mistake. Now, the, the Diop goal, own goal, I, I just think that was one of those things. Uh, it happens from time to time, and you just have to put it behind you. Uh, and a goalkeeper coming out for a cross, on occasion, it's the ball's not going to stick. And I don't think you can really hold it against Fabianski, even though with those two goals, obviously we would have won the game had they not happened. But sometimes, you know, we ride our luck and sometimes luck goes against us. I'm afraid that's that's all I think. I don't think there's much to learn from that at all. Briefly, before we move on, second half was a bit of a turnaround for us. I thought we played a lot better. What was your view? Obviously, we got it back to 2-2, but only to concede again. Um mm. It was a better team in the second half. It, it was a much better team in the second half. Um, substitutions are meant to make a difference, and I think they, they did. Uh, I mean, Lingard didn't seem at the races a lot in the first half, and it, he really only sort of sparked to life a bit in the second half. I was very nervous about him taking that penalty, I have to say. because Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> um, and it, it, They showed on the screen, I think he's taken <laughs> three misses. penalties and two yeah. misses, and you thought, well, haven't they got any, anyone else that can have a go? But actually, it was a, it was a great penalty, though it only just crept in. It, I mean, yeah. it, it did hit the inside of the post, didn't it? Um, but he, he did much better in the second half. Um I mean, I'm not sure there was anybody that you could point your finger at and you would say that they had a really, really bad game. I mean, OK, Dawson got sent off, so you could say that. You could say Fabianski, but I think the rest of the team actually did all right. I thought Bowen was very lively. Yeah, he was, but maybe not as lively as the previous um, uh, previous game where he, he looked, you know, immense. Mm. Um Let's move on to Nigel, so we don't use it all up. N- Nigel, um, are you in the goalkeepers' union for Fabianski? Or what did you make of the game? I mean, yes, it, it, I, I can't actually say well, weren't his fault. <laughs> the, the the goal, the, he, the uh, sounded like a political statement. No. <laughs> um, the goal that, that he let in. Or the first goal, we didn't let it in. It it was 
I don't know whether one one of them should have left it to the to the other one, but I can't work out whether Fabianski should have left it to Diop or the other way round. I watched it about six or seven times and rewound it, and for me, I'm not sure Fabianski touched it. I think Diop sort of clipped it onto his own foot. And should call for it though, shouldn't he? The goal goalkeeper. Well, no, goalkeeper shouldn't call for something like that. He don't expect the defender there when he's diving. He, he's he, he's come out to narrow the angle. Noble, for me, um, did sort of an impression of Roger Johnson back at Man City a few years ago, where he backed away, backed away, backed away, backed away, backed away, then let him get in the area, then went to the ground too early. Mm. Um, the, the shot from Sam Maximum weren't that great. Um no. But, you know, it's just stuff happens like that. The second goal, that's unfortunate. The funny thing is, if you look back at it, I think you'll see, I think Diop gives Fabianski an accidental nudge. <laughs> or as oh, he's really? Jumped, as he's jumped, he's jumped into, into Diop. The two of them were together again, and that's when he drops the ball. Yeah. So you're blaming, you seem to be pointing it all at Diop. No, 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 no. At the, at, at the end of the day, it's the keeper's job in that position from the corner where the ball was thrown in, right into the middle of the six yard. He could have punched it, you know, he, he prefers to catch it, which a lot of people probably would prefer. The danger you get that when you do that, um, if you drop it, that's, you know, 99 times out of 100, it ends up in the back of the net. Either you drop it in the back of the net or they mm. they whack it in the goal. I mean, the referee was right to play advantage with the first goal. For me, I don't care what the rule says. The referee got that right. Uh, they, um, they got rules, for it. Though. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you could argue that he could have given Dawson a warning. The fact that he'd already been booked for the first challenge. I mean, I think Dawson only done two tackles all game. And he got yellow cards for both of them. You know, years ago, he'd have had a warning on the second one, let alone the yeah. first one. But obviously, football's moved on since then and changed. You look for a response in the second half, and you can only be proud of the response that we got. A manager does his best work at half time when the team's down, and Moyes has got into him, gone out there with 10 men to put in the performance that we did, where it looked like we had a chance to win it from 2-0 down, got it back to 2-0, we were on the front foot, even though great line clearance from Ben Johnson before they scored yeah. Mm, yeah. Um, to, to to keep us in. But then the goal, again though, I look at Fabianski, he gets his hand to the ball and pushes it against the bar. He was unlucky there. You know, another inch higher, that ball don't go in. Because the, the the header was straight at Fabianski. But where Fabianski is rooted to his line now, when he goes to push it up, the bar's directly there. He ain't got room to push it over the bar. So not Fabianski's best game. I saw someone give him a one out of ten, and I thought, blimey, you are arsed here. Um, he, he came out and apologised. And, and actually, what yeah, David Moyes said... You've got nothing said, to apologise for. I didn't get angry yeah. with a players because the players who made individual mistakes yeah. are, are old enough and experienced enough to know they'll be beating themselves up. I don't need to tell them all. That's right. I don't need to tell them what and they when, did And wrong. when you've got players that, that have performed the way they have this season, you know, it's one blip. It, and, and that's the thing, because it's almost like we beat ourselves. 
if you get what well, I'm saying. When you're ten men down, I mean, to 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 be fair, to be ten men down after what thirty two minutes or thirty five yeah. minutes, to 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 get back to two two, I think is is some feet. Well, did you notice we only had ten men in the second half because yeah, I didn't. did. Really? I don't, I don't, I don't, it weren't, it, in, in the way we played special. and everything, it did not look that we were down to 10 men. We matched them on the pitch. Well, they did not dominate us. Great great link for the, that attack. Um, they only had, considering they were playing at St. James Park, they had 35% possession, meaning we had 65. We both had 16 shots. They had eight on target. We had six. Hmm. Um but I thought Newcastle were playing the tactic we like to play, yes. which is give the other side possession and, and hit them on the counter-attack. That, yeah. that, they seem to be turning I our think own I was talking about Holtzig, yes, and I said to him, they out West Ham to West Ham. They well, sort of turned nicked, didn't, didn't David nick that? Um, what line did he use on, on West Ham till I die? Um... He did nick one of my lines, he said. But then, to be fair, he did hold his hand so up. Shot. Did he, he, didn't, he done it, unlike you, when you nick well, lines. Oh, <laughs> I nicked that one as well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Anyway, uh, let's move on to Len. Uh, you've got the hardest position, because you have to I? go after Ian and... Yeah. Um, I did know you brought a professional podcast... Uh, broadcaster, and I thought it was Jim Dale. He's, he's actually... Uh, he's, how many Sony Awards you got, Ian? Uh, one and two Arkiva Awards. Yeah. I yeah, mean, in the 90s. It ain't got a lady, though. No. <laughs> were, were they in this century or last century? Oh, no. Present of the year 2013, 2016. We don't, we don't enter awards anymore, so I can't I, oh. I can't keep the trophy by winning it a third time. Okay. I've got 23 advertising awards, including two silver can lines, a yeah, bronze no, no and a yellow pencil. <laughs> if you want to get your cock out, if that's what we're doing... <laughs> <laughs> We've got all smutty already. Hold up, I've got a yellow pencil with a with a black line. It's got engraved on it, made in Great Britain, Stadler. Wee. Yeah. Anyway, Len, it's a football podcast. Yeah. Um, what did you make of our valiant attempt in the second half to bring it back? Well, I, it was a valiant attempt. You, I thought we learnt as much in the defeat weekend as we did with the victories the the same frailties were there as they were in the victories which is the centre of defence I mean let's be fair um, Dawson hasn't been good for a few weeks uh, and Diop's looking shaky uh, so when we got Aguana back I thought we'd see one less of either of those um, but really to, to keep concise to your question yeah, it showed us the influence Moises had in that second half, because really, with a team out that was battling relegation last year, it was Fred Bear. They still all had that oomph to get back in the game. To, to get from 2-0 down to 2-2 away from home with 10 men, that's a fantastic effort. And it's do you still believe we can now. do it? Um, I believe... After that penalty, yeah, okay. Um, well, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll talk later whether it's yeah. worth winning. Yeah, whether playing Chelsea's even worth it if the ex- results get expunged. But more of that later. Suddenly, yeah. Um, look, obviously to start off with, he'd, he'd lost um, uh, Aaron Cresswell. It was funny how in his pre-match conference he said, "You know, 
he should be okay. <laughs> Maybe he'll play. He does like his little porkies. When when we knew Cresswell pulled his hamstring, he's out for two to three weeks. Uh, he's, he's unlikely to make Chelsea, I'm told. Um, Masuaku, who some had blamed for the conceding a lot, been responsible for conceding the, the week before, um, apparently had a knock early uh, the day before or the morning in training and his nil knees swelled up, um, but he should be all right for Chelsea. And obviously, we've still got Antonio out. We've still got Rice out. Um, but we've got Yarmolenko back. And, and, and the big one was we had Ogbonna back. But probably um, thinking that you'd just come back into the team and just shore up a defence was probably a bit of wishful thinking. Um, but, you know, it's a bad day at the office. We move on. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about, I think, the European Super League in a minute. Uh, but be- before we do that, um, and while we've got Ian here, um, GSB out or GSB in, Ian? Um, I'm slightly on the fence on this because I, I I hear all the criticism and I agree with quite a lot of it. But I do think sometimes you should be careful what you wish for. And you look at what's going on at the moment um, where you've got all these foreign owners who clearly regard clubs as franchises, not as mm. clubs with any great history. All they're interested in is maximising the bottom line. And okay, any business operates on that way to a certain extent. But I mean, if we had uh, got the same kind of ownership as or, as these clubs have got, do you not think that we would be having these conversations that Arsenal, Spurs and Chelsea supporters are having this evening? Well, I haven't seen a single, and I know... You don't want to get too diverted onto that right now. But I haven't seen a single Arsenal, no. Chelsea or Spurs fan. So, yeah, I think this is a really good idea mm. uh, and for understandable reasons. So I, I I do not subscribe to those who believe that everything is always greener on the other side. Um, huge mistakes have been made along the way. But we are in fourth place at the moment. And I think that... I mean. I've listened to all of your Hammers United people that you have on and all the rest of it, and I'm thinking, I wonder what they're thinking at the moment, because um, Golden Sullivan promised Champions League football, what was it, within 10 years? Well, they've been here, is it 11 years now? 11. And yeah. and that that could be on the horizon. I'm not saying we are going to do it, but it, it's it, it's. A, well, I think it's, it's a, it could be a shoe in now. Well, it could be. It's <laughs> it a, could it's be a, completely it, gone. It's certainly more than a possibility. So you think, well, what they got to complain about then? Okay. They've appointed wrong managers from time to time. They've signed some duff players, as have most football clubs, let's face it. Um, I think Karen Brady uh, has slightly outlived her usefulness. I think her uh, attention... (laughs) (laughs) Her her mind is, shall we say, not always 100% on West Ham at the moment. And I think that's something that David Sullivan ought to be addressing. Now, I, I don't know whether he is or not. Um, I, I don't think that. I think we need we need a full time managing director, and we haven't got one at the moment. Hmm. He's good, I, isn't he? I, I think. I think the. Um, <laughs> you sound surprised, no. Len. <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, I've you didn't to... her or stutter or anything. You said right through what I was thinking. <laughs> He's, he, he he does this for a living on radio every night. That's why I win he... awards. <laughs> Not as many as Len, though. No. I've no, written, I've written, don't forget that. I've written two yeah. articles in the last week, which I've got a lot of. You've written more than that, mate. I'll tell you. Oh, well, <laughs> we'll the first one later. The first one I wrote, if if some of you have read it, was we owe a big debt of gratitude to 
David Gold, and, and it was on accounts that had been released that showed that not only did he put his hand in his pocket and his gold international companies agreed to loan West Ham £40 million, uh, which will last until August this year, but he also put £4 million in on a rights issue, take, took £2 million out of the club, but put £4 million back. It also turned out with the money and all the money that he loans in shareholders goes through his gold company. He was getting four. Everyone moans that he gets 4%. He's actually borrowing the money at 5%. So we lose 1% on that. Um, so before you criticise David Gold for not being a fan and just being it for the money and asset stripper and all of this lot, have a look at the accounts and you'll find out he's losing 1% of the money he loses West Ham. He offered to loo- uh, loan £40 million when his own company uh, and Summers lost £13 million last year. Uh, he sold his helicopter. He sold four properties that is his pension fund just to keep West Ham afloat. And, and in that way, and I sent him the article afterwards, I think we did. do add him, uh, uh, owe him a great debt of gratitude. And people left some really nice comments, which I sent to, to Gold. And he said, you know, it's things like that that drive him on. Because sometimes it can be the vocal minority that does this GSB it's, out. It's always a vocal minority. That's why you shouldn't address it. Right. But so the, you... sec- <laughs> the second article, and just, just to be clear, I did not make GSB in or GSB stay uh, stickers. Sticker. Right. But... The GSB sticker in sticker was sent to me by um, uh, Jim, who's the chair of Pride of Irons, or joint chair of Pride of Irons, when he, he was out walking his dog. Nigel has admitted he's seen the same sticker locally. You can tell us where he saw it in a minute. It was Nigel who sent me the sticker or a photo of the sticker saying GSB stay. I have not created these stickers. I'm not going around the East End putting them on lampposts and phone boxes. That is not me, just to be clear. But I do think there is a point to be made that the vocal minority are the ones saying GSB out. And I thought I just wanted to even it up a little bit by using the tag GSB. I mean, you're not going to get any stickers with I couldn't care less, so are you? <laughs> and this is the point of it. If you say if the person who produces a GSB in sticker is actually a bit more ignorant than the person that produces a GSB out sticker. The reason being because they're acknowledging the GSB out campaign and suddenly it's highlighting the fact, well, if people still are GSB out, while it's going so good, then maybe these people might be a little bit more principled than we imagine. Don't get me wrong, some of them are a bit of twisted, I get that. But it is a vocal minority, but people only protest in that way. They don't protest for, oh, things are going fine. Let's get the placards out and, you know, get, get together. But, and but sometimes out. the voices can be drowned. You know, the people, it's a bit like bad customer service. Someone who has bad customer service is always going to tell 10 people what a rubbish company. Don't get me started on being Q, mate, right? I'll tell you. Right. But someone who's had a good service won't talk about it. It's the same analogy with football clubs. You know, most people don't give a toss. Well, you you who, are... You are right on that. People are very negative and they'll, they'll never praise anything in public when they've had good service. And I mean, if, if I ever say, and, and I try to do this, if, if I've had a good customer service experience and I tweet about it, people automatically assume I must be getting, getting paid. some sort of payment for it. That's what, what yeah. Sean suffers from. 
<laughs> I mean, I just never have and never would, but people always have seen the worst, don't they? But sometimes I think you have to stick up for... Um, no, no, yeah, but up, no, right, and this is the thing. Go on, it, here we go, here we go. No, because they're sticking up for them, and then there's the way you do it. Yeah. Because you do it to deliberately poke the, the wasp nest. Yeah. Yeah, you get off on the, the reaction that you get, and then you go, well, I'm doing it because I want to, you know, come back at them that keep moaning. But you go, oh, I'm off Twitter, and then you don't, but then you're on Twitter, aren't you? Poking the old viper's <laughs> nest, sting, you know whipping up the wasps to come out and give you a little sting. He knows what he's doing. Of course he does. But what our question is, and I did point this out, though, to one of the the GSB, like, um, ultra out brigade, is that that you cannot claim to have the majority as much as Sean can claim you're in the minority because nobody actually knows. There's never been a definitive study done whether people were GSB in or GSB out. The only way for that to happen would be for the club to do it. The club to email all the members and season ticket holders and say, what do you reckon? Now, if we look at the numbers that um, are there, there's a big grand swell that is GSB out. There may be, there's a lot of people that I know that couldn't give a monkeys, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, And that's the thing they're never counted for. Yeah. And then we've got the, 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 you know, your brigade, Sean, the, the ultra GSB in who think we should bend down and kiss their asses in gratitude. No, no. No, no, come on, Nigel. Who are then, these people? Who, who, who actually ever says that? I, Sean. Sure, no, I, well, I don't really agree with that. We I, owe them a gratitude. Come on. He actually wrote that. Come on. What's wrong wrong with that? He's going to take a... No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. When when you're going to take a financial hit, um, you do that for no other reason than you love the club. I mean, why else would you do it? Because you know that's your business. And actually, you know, in the long run, you're going to get the money back tenfold. Well, yeah, well, they are going to get they, if they sell. You're right; yeah. they will do. But yeah. I, I just think this whole idea of saying, "Well, they're only in it for what they can get out of it." Ah, yes, yeah. they are business oh, people. Oh, you are absolutely yeah. right about that. But I sometimes think, and I, I'm going to come to Sean's defence here, which will make me incredibly unpopular. But sometimes, you <laughs> know, right he he has got a point. Uh, and and sometimes they have made the right decision, and sometimes people ought to be aware of that. No, I don't. And this is the thing: you you made the point yourself, where you said you sort of see me now as someone that sits in the middle, going, "Well, actually, you know," because Sean does have a point, but it's the way Sean does it. He doesn't have to do it that way, and he makes the situation worse. He does not make it better. the The way he writes his articles. And he does it deliberately, makes it worse. And that is the problem I have. It's not the fact that he goes out and says, look what David Gold's done. Because when you look at it on the face of it, of course it says, well, he's not. I don't believe David Gold is in it it for the money. I don't think David Sullivan's in it for the money. I think they come in riding on their white horses, thinking they were going to be hero worshipped. Hence Mm. why they would never appoint a manager that could ever be deemed more popular than them. So, especially why they were happy to appoint Allardyce, because they know that they would be far more popular than Allardyce. You know, they wanted the love. They they dined out well, on the I, love of the I fans think... until they walked into that stadium and saw 
what, what the truth was. And then the I fans th- felt lied and cheated and will never trust them again. I well, think Sean, Sean is more popular than Sam Allardyce. Well, uh, uh, <laughs> rightly so, to be fair. Fat, I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but um, not not now he's on that gall, mate. Don't I? Oh, the green cabbage he was eating. He must fart oh, like a Mindful chef. Oh, mindful, mindful chef, chef. yeah. Ugh. But no, the, the no, problem... You don't see it, though, Sean, do you? Yeah, but... but, but but, but you, my role is to write headlines that no, entice no, people that in to read role. stories. No, no, no. Right? That ain't your role, Sean. That, it is. No, that's your self-made role then. Sean, you're bringing the GSB out campaign to the fore. We're seeing the you same thing. You make it worse. Yeah, you make it better. You, no, you, you, you make the... Actually, I think you do Golden Sullivan a disservice in the way you write the articles because you actually bring out more hatred in people than if you'd presented it in a balanced way. You've got no balance. And you won't see it. You've got no balance. I don't see it that way. It will be surprise you. Anyway. Well, well just, just on that, from a journalistic point of view, Sean is right. I, if you write a boring headline, and I often have to rewrite the headlines that people write on West Ham Till I Die because they're not going to attract a single person to view the article. So he's right. You have to write things which yeah, are going to get people to click on it. But the, the, <laughs> what? What did you say? You used to annoy me, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, don't be so fucking boring then. Yeah. <laughs> Too right. But the thing is... Um, I've completely lost my train of thought now, which I often live writing. on the radio. Headline um, writing. Headline writing. Yeah, you, you've got to do that. But if you do it too much, and if you do it so the article doesn't reflect the headline in any way, people will stop coming over because they think, well, it's like all these other minor sites that nobody ever reads. They write these headlines saying... Um, star midfielder due to join West Ham. They never put the name of the midfielder in the headline because they know, well, people won't bother clicking on the article if you put the uh, name in because it's usually someone that you don't really want anyway. Um, so it is headline writing, if you look at the tabloid newspapers, you look at the Sun or the Mirror, and they are brilliant at it. But okay, they're paid lots of money to do it. But you have to do that on websites, I'm afraid. Yeah. I'm, Huey taught me that. You and know, he used to work for the Sun. I'm not he's used to man work in 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 the the daily sport. Freddie Star ain't my hamster. Yeah, <laughs> the statue on the moon. No, that was the Sun. Yeah, oh, well, the statue on the moon. Yeah, you know, Elvis in his supermarket. Well, it, it's like Jim the Robinson dropping like, a bus. You know, it, come on. It's like on Friday when my dog went missing. Did I write? I wrote about it on my website. Did I write a headline saying? dog found safe and well no i wrote the headline saying when your dog goes missing dot 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 i.e people will click on cl- click on it to see if the dog died or and, not and that's exactly what i did i didn't actually read the story by the way i just came on when i came on the, the just pre-air before we came on air i said did your dog go missing i hadn't even read the story i just read the headline so i nigel. knew well it didn't work the on you then did it it did nigel. no nigel yeah out of town oh mate <laughs> Oh, don't you start. <laughs> Typical out of town. Do we want to get into that? <laughs> well, well, no, do we? Let's get, into it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Well, I mean, it, where, where do you really think West Ham's catchment area is? Because I see now I you're think... missing the point of what it is because it, it, it's not necessarily to do with West Ham. Oh, isn't ah, it? Ah, no, it, so you it, fell into the trap. It's now. the self-importance of Nigel and this fictitious line he drew around his house, basically. <laughs> I mean, I've got mates that are Arsenal fans that I would call Tanners or Tottenham fans. 
state of mind. And 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 it's it's more to do with an East End thing than specifically West Ham. But obviously, West Ham being the East End club, you're going to have more West Ham fans in the area than not. Yeah, but it's also an Essex club, isn't it? Well, the only people from Essex try and claim that. Nothing <laughs> wrong with coming from Essex, oh, by the am way. I, am, I, am I not wrong in saying that you live in Essex as well? I live in Essex. It's I can't oh, there you go. In Essex. I, rest, yeah. I rest my case. You don't rest your case. I think you'll find that Nigel's a judge. Yeah. <laughs> I'll let you know when your case is rested, mate. Well, no, I'm just saying I rest my case. That's my evidence, and you can no, judge how you like. Yeah, well, yeah, but the way you live actually doesn't de- define... The way I mean, you are. Ha- having said that, I'll now I'll now undermine my own yeah. case because where I lived in Essex, virtually um, when I was at primary school, everybody supported Man Chelsea United. Spurs. Oh, right. Apart from me, who supported Man United. Yeah, thank you for that, Nigel. You're, you can't you can't leave that little wound. You have to script it, don't you? I don't blame him. Is that true, Ian? What? But you used to support Man United until until the age of ten when they got they got relegated. Oh, and the oh that's even worse. Them. I know, I know. I quite agree with you. Why would you um, tell Nigel something like that? Uh, my best friend Roger Sizer, who was a West Ham supporter because his dad was an East End printer, um, he was a West Ham supporter, and I was easily led. And obviously, what a great decision that turned out to be. Mm. I was because John used to support Liverpool before I met him, but he doesn't like to talk about that either. But he's, <laughs> George does like to wind him up and make a few jokes. Um, yeah, he was a Liverpool supporter um, until I don't know. Kept six that quiet. Seven. Oh dear, yeah. Oh dear. I'll get in trouble for mentioning it. Actually. Uh, anyhow, uh, so does that mean right? Let's move on to European Super 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 League. Um, lots of foreign owners, billionaires wanting to kill football Nigel does that mean suddenly you're grateful for GSB and you'd rather them and you're turning GSB in oh. not, not to put words in your mouth no. <laughs> I don't think tonight, it's unbelievable. I don't think I said that did I what I said you, you did say when we rung when I rung you up on my way home no, 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 I did not say that what I said was it it does make you and I've been, always been on record Saying that if and if there's a YouTube video of me saying it that when, when pushed, that if you gave me the option of like the Emir of Oman or Golden Sullivan, I would probably choose Golden Sullivan because I, I wouldn't well, want to be owned by people like that. Come? How far have we come? Well, you know, at the end of the day, I've always said, Do I want Golden uh, Gold Sullivan Brady to leave? Yes, I do. I want them to sell the club. But I don't want it sold to just any old... Oh, there's conditions, is there? There's conditions. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want them. Well, I wouldn't want them to sell it. If you you turned up with the people that own PSG and said, we want to buy West Ham United, I can't say I'd be that enamoured about it. No, I wouldn't. You don't get a choice, mate. Well, no, I don't. don't. But if I'm asked about the option, as you just have, that is what I would choose. So do I? Would I like them to leave the club? Yes, I would, because I think the damage they've done to the fan base, um, in in creating the discourse among the fan base, and the discourse will remain until they leave. They've never come out and tried to put it right. They haven't. 
I, I just feel um, it slightly amusing that someone who so was so anti the move spends every event they can at the baseball and rugby and everything at the game and said to me just last week, I can't wait to get back into the London I've Stadium. I've said it on here. I can't, I can't wait to get back to the London Stadium and watch West Ham play football. No, I can't. There you go. Don't mean that when I'm there that I, you know, I will always argue that we should have stayed at Upton Park, that they've done the wrong thing. Funny enough, the European Super League and, every, and everything else that go about it, I wrote about in Overland and Sea 10 years ago, one of the reasons why we need to be careful about moving. Because yeah. we may not have the Man United, Arsenal's, Liverpool's and Chelsea's to play. Because as, as we go into that bit now, if, if the Premier League throw them out, the Premier League's got a problem because this is not about, and, and this is the thing, what the pandemic has shown is actually not only are we not needed as fans in the ground, we're not the target audience for, for TV either. The no. big money now is Asia and America TV. And and this is what that mm. European league is all about. That, that's they not where the most the money comes from. The, the money still, the majority still comes from Sky. And and we sh we've seen with the, the collapse of the China deal. Oh no! For English Cubs, the money comes from Sky. Yeah, but when there's a yeah. European league, and let's get this right, Sky got the ump, BT got the ump, PSG, yeah, owners are Qatari. Yeah, twofold. They've got the World Cup coming up and they need to keep in favour with FIFA with them for anything. But they also run BN Sports that have not been invited to take part in discussions for, for the streaming rights for this. Yeah. So their nose is out of joint. So there could lie the reason why PSG ain't thrown their at in twofold. Because of the World oh. Cup and because of being sports are not part of. If Sky were, were partly uh, were part of the broadcast deal for this European Super League, I bet you Gary Neville wouldn't have had his rank yesterday, and it wouldn't have been see, pushed out. How, how is it that it can be called a European Super League when the clubs only come from three countries? Call it a European um, League, then. I mean, if 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 they had uh, Germany, France, and I mean maybe they had Benfica involved and one or two others, you could say legitimately that it was a proper league. But you can't. I mean, look, this has been done to death. But you can't have you can't have a league without relegation from it. It, it just defeats the whole object of sporting competition. Doesn't no, but it? and this and that, and that means that people won't. I don't think people will necessarily want to watch it. Well, no, but that's the thing. People here don't because we're brought up with relegation, promotion, and everything else. Yeah, over in America, and bearing in mind, as said, we've allowed American owners to come over here and buy the football clubs. Yeah, they have invested millions and, and, and millions into these clubs they are not willing to risk losing it on, on off the back of having a bad season you can see it with, with arsenal now why they, why this but is it, coming it before now fun, fundamental misunderstanding of what european football is all about it, it's not yes. the same as baseball it's not the same exactly as basketball. Right. we are not franchises to be sort of toyed with no. in this way but what i'm trying to do is explain that they're, they're, they're looking at this and they need to protect their money and their business and this is the way they well, do the, it but they might have made the most god awful error here because if Boy. if if the, if all the fans turn against it and oh. effect, effectively Manchester United fans decide okay we'll go and support Salford City or FC United or whatever yeah. uh, and that happens with some of the other clubs as well um you you can't just dismiss that because it 
effectively the clubs become something completely different with no affinity at all, you won't then get necessarily the same TV audience. See, if you look at the Glazers when they bought the club, yeah, they leveraged the club, yeah, and that gave birth to SV United. Now, I admire FC United for what they've done more than Salford because FC United have done it with the money of the fans, not with the money of, 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 of millionaire uh, uh, Premier League ex-footballers who Salford have bought their way into the league on a lower scale to what like the Chelsea's and Man City's have done because they had far more wealth in their ownership and they've got um, Lim as well, the, the Singapore bloke who... who Mm. was at Valencia. You know, they had so much wealth for the non-league, they managed to get straight through the non-league and do it. But do, do you not think, though, this is all just a bit of a game and that they, mm. they formed, no. they're, they're doing this? Well, look, they haven't got a, a proper logo, have they? Now, if you launch yeah, something like that. this, you do it properly. You don't have some sort of ridiculous logo with funny colours in it that everyone ridicules. Um, they're using a, a PR company that I, I know quite well. There are two um, women that used to advise Boris Johnson when he was mayor of London at in-house PR. Now, they are great people, but I mean, it's a small PR company. Now, if you were doing this seriously, wouldn't you be uh, employing Edelman or Brunswick or some of these big multinational PR companies that can do it in every country? I would have thought you would. Well, I thought they so, would have gone to the, the bloke who did the um, Olympics. Um, who well, did Mike the, Lee. Yeah, Mike Lee. No, he's, he's dead. Oh, is he? Perhaps that's yeah. why they couldn't go to him. Exactly. It could be that this, this is this is just a play yeah. to make UEFA change their minds on the future of the Champions League. Right, now, yeah. I, ho- I hope it's that. But you see, what you've got here, the, the reason why this could all come crashing down is nothing to do with the fans. It's nothing to do with the fan reaction. It could be because the players and the managers just won't have it. And if you were Marcus Rashford, for example, would you, and you're sitting there thinking, well, this is the first I've heard of this. Um, I actually quite want to play for my country. Thank you very much. Um, they, they've got to, and Klopp has apparently, I'm just looking on Twitter now, Klopp has said tonight, um, I didn't change my opinion. I heard for the first time about it yesterday. We got some, not a lot of information. It's a tough one. People are not happy. I can understand yeah. that. We're not involved in any process, not me or the players. Well, that may be a big miscalculation on some of these clubs. There, there were rumours this morning, and I've got no idea whether they were true, is that Mourinho and the players refused to go and train this morning, and that's why Mourinho was sacked. I mean, that may be a complete fantasy. I have no idea. But you can imagine that there'll be some very, very unhappy players t- today. Yeah. End of round. I I'm, I'm, I make you right, Ian. I, I thought straight away, um, when I saw their website and I saw their statements, I thought, this is, and, and Kieran Maguire said this as well, this is a play. It was on. It was today. Was the day that yes. the UEFA is due to announce the expansion of Champions League. This is to get more money from Champions League, uh, in the same way as when they wanted. They talked about this before that the Premier League wanted more. The Premier League Big Six wanted more money, and I make this as a complete bluff mm-hmm. to 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 get more say and more share. So, out do of you call their bluff, or do yeah. you or do you try yeah. and hold on? You call their bluff. Before we start on this, because I want to come to each of you, I just want to go, we're going to talk about the statement you sent me earlier about this. Uh, We can just play a clip um, about the new league from Jasper Oh, yeah, great explanation, yeah, go on. And finally, the European Committee for the European Cup have announced a new European competition that features all the winners of the European Cup. Every year, all European teams that have won the European Cup can compete for a new European Cup called the All-European Cup Winners, Winners' Cup. 
At the same time, the European Committee for the Cup Winners' Cup have announced a similar European competition called the All-European Cup Winners' Cup Winners' Cup. There have been European suggestions that these two European competitions be combined into one and to have a European trophy to be called the All-European Cup Winners' Winners' Cup and Cup Winners' Cup Winners' Cup Cup. It is envisaged that eventually there will be a European competition for all the winners of the All-European Cup Winners' Winners' Cup and Cup Winners' Cup Winners' Cup Cup called the All-European Cup Winners' Winners' Cup and Cup Winners' Cup Winners' Cup Winners' Shield. There you go. <laughs> is he still alive, Jasper Carrot? He is, yes. Yeah. Mm. Bone City he, fan. He must be quite old now, isn't he? Late 60s, I'd imagine, early 70s. Oh, I thought he was old in that. No, no, no. He was young when he broke We've had a bit of a laugh, but Jasper's right, isn't he? Um, <laughs> it's rid- ridiculous. I mean, where does where does it end if if you just, you know, the, the people go out and just want to create their own league and... You know um, but what they're doing—they're not leaving the Premier. And this is the thing: what they what they're doing—they don't want to leave the Premier League. And this is the thing: they, they want to bypass the uh, Champions League to get more money for yeah. themselves. So yeah? they want to leave UEFA. And and the thing is, I've never been a big fan of UEFA. Certainly not FIFA. But, but, and it it seems a bit funny that we, we've got the the people now uh, are getting a, a lot of support. I mean, for UEFA to come out and says it's like a spit in the face, I'm sure it is to them. But the way they've treated uh, uh, the, 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 the clubs of Europe, and I'm talking about the, the clubs of our level in the past, uh, uh, has been terrible. Everything's always been about the Champions League for UEFA. It's all about draining the money out of it. As soon as they changed it from the European Cup to the Champions League, this is just another extension of it. Mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying this is great. This is the worst move ever. In, in in football, but for me, it's like really? the time to stop it was actually the, when the Premier League started, but we just went along with it. There, there is there is another conspiracy theory on on this. By the way, Jasper Carrot is seventy six. Oh, wow. Real name, real name, Robert Norman Davis. Did there you, know you go. That? Um, anyway, the the conspiracy theory that I've just invented is that the um, two women behind the PR company that are acting for the European Super League are both West Ham fans. And I think they're doing this. They've persuaded this European Super League to happen just so we can win the, the league this year. I like that. I'm going to use that as a story, actually. <laughs> Thanks, Ian. You, you bring a really good link, which is... Um, and actually, Ian and I are going to run a, a survey on, on both our sites to, to ask West Ham fans what they think. So on one side, you could see... Good riddance to them, you know. We're definitely going to get to the Champions League, and we might have a chance of getting somewhere with the big six out. Um, but you could also say, "What's the point of doing it? it wouldn't it be ironic that West Ham uh, qualify for Champions League when it basically has been abolished, all but abolished?" Um, so let's start with you, Ian. As a, I'm asking you as a West Ham fan, not as a football fan, as a West Ham fan. What, what what did you think when when the announcement came out yesterday and today? Completely horrified because um, it, it effectively ruins football as we know it. If it if it goes ahead, I, I'm still very sceptical as to mm. whether it will. But if it, if it does go ahead, I don't think that um, there is any alternative but to ban these clubs from the Premier League. Now, there's a question mark about how you do that, because apparently there's a clause in the Constitution where 75% of the clubs have to vote out anybody that they want to expel, or just do the maths. doesn't work. Now, I don't know if there's any other mechanism for doing it. So for people who think that, well, you can just chuck them out now, 
um, I don't think you can do that. You you can impose points deductions. Um, I'm not sure what the process is for doing well, that. I thought you needed 14 votes. The way the Premier... Because everybody owns one share of of the Premier League. You know, the Premier League can't do what they want. They're, they're, they're own one, one 20th. Each club owns it. And that share moves with... So 75 cents, 15. Yeah, exactly. But I was told 14 is enough to do anything. Um, and I know there's a meeting, senior source says there's a meeting later this to, to look at the actions. But if it's 14... Well, if it's 14, okay. But I, I was told it was 15. I, I think your information's wrong, Ian. Well, I, I'm perfectly willing to accept <laughs> that it might be. Um. <laughs> so, but, but all they've got to do is swing one, I guess. One yeah. club that might be going down. I was talking to Nigel earlier, you know, you, I know West Brom, our friend Sam Allardyce, or, or you know, Sheffield United, uh, who have got nothing to lose and going down, you know, they, they could. But, but the problem is, um, if, if you look at, somebody compiled a league table, as if you take all of those six clubs' fixtures out of the uh, points totals this year, we we win the league with, well, at the moment, with 49 points and Leicester second with 40. So, happy days for West oh, Ham. Oh, right. I need to, that's but, another story for clarity but, tonight. Though. Well, if you, if you look, if you look on my tw- if, if you look on my Twitter feed, I've got a graphic of the table. Okay, um, I definitely won't credit you for that. No, obviously not, because you never would. Um, <laughs> but if you look at that league, it doesn't half look sorry. It, it looks yeah. like a championship league. And then you say, okay, well, you bring six teams up from the championship. And you look at the six teams that are at the top of the championship at the moment. Um, and you think, I'm sorry, this is not football that is going to excite people. You need to have these big teams in. So no, no matter what, it's a heart versus head thing here. In my heart, I want them out of the league now. I want all of their games in all this season. Um, I don't want them to be allowed in the league next season, and mm-hmm. they've got to come crawling back. But my head tells me something different. And not only, by the way, Ian, you missed one out. Not only do you bring six clubs up from the championship, but you save the three clubs that are currently in the Premier League. So yeah. Sam Zalatais' team does not go down, and he actually no, does it. No, that's not true. You would actually then... You can't bring nine clubs up. Come on, that would be ridiculous. Well, yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, no, sorry, Sam Allardyce but, but survives that, under that story. Th- th- this has a trickle-down effect right through the leagues. I mean, does this mean then that you, you bring another six clubs up from the conference into yeah, Division two, right. 2? Well, they, two they, they'll have a problem because uh, the the, uh, the leagues, uh, the non-league South and North that filter into the conference um, ceased playing, I believe. Yeah, they have. So, <laughs> there's, there's leagues not being played, so they're going to run out. Someone, someone. There are just so many huge ramifications yeah, for this, and I mean, we're we're not less than twenty four hours. Sorry, fewer than twenty four hours since yeah. the announcement was made, and I don't think anybody has really got a grip on what the implications of this are yet. The the Times said the clubs would fight it uh, in the courts, and I'm sure they would as well. Um, but my understanding has always been the Premier League can do what they want. No, the Premier League is a private club and they can decide who's members and not. Well, now, it's whether part they of really the, it's would. It's part of the FA, though, isn't it? I mean, surely the FA have got some locus here, too. I think they've got some veto. If I, if I remember right, when we were looking at um, points per game when the pandemic first, they've got some ancient right of veto over. Ancient things. right of veto? They've only been going 28 well, years. Back to, back to when <sighs> Ian won his Sony Award. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, 
Look, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm, I'm like Ian. I think this is all a massive, great big poker game, a game of bluff. It's a game of chicken. Who who blinks first? Yeah, uh, but and- also, it, it, say you you and I are right, and this doesn't ever happen. The amount of bad feeling that it's caused between the supporters of those six clubs and the people that run the clubs, I mean, that's not to be underestimated. Yeah. Well, I know two people, I had, and I won't name them because it would embarrass them, but I had one Spurs supporter come to me today, who's a journalist, and uh, said that they wanted to change clubs and, and asked what's the possibility of getting a season ticket hold, uh, a ticket at West Ham. And I, <laughs> you knew where they go, didn't he? Did you huh? turn the fuck Good off? God. And, dear, oh dear. And, and, and likewise, uh, well, it was on WhatsApp. Who was it about, who asked about an Arsenal supporter also asked about getting a season ticket? Oh, I, I can't say where, but it was to do with the old uh, OSB. But but some an Arsenal supporter had asked someone else the same. You know, what's the chance of me getting a season ticket at West Ham next season? I've had enough. I've had enough. So, so if, if people are feeling that strongly, and there's someone else who said, I'm going to go back, and I bet a lot of people are feeling that, I'm going to go back to grassroots football. Yeah, I'm going to go and support my local team that's non-league. I've had enough of this big money football. And there's there's a lot of people, I think, that feel that way. But now. That, that's all, that has been the case, I think, for quite a few years. Yeah. Um, and that there are people now who just, I, in fact, I, half an hour before we started this, I was with a friend of mine in Norfolk who's a Gillingham fan. And, um, and nice and local. Up, well, no, he he grew up um, near, <laughs> in in the Medway towns, um, but has moved to God's own county. And he was saying that he just doesn't watch Premier Premier League football on television anymore. He's just he doesn't find it interesting at all. Yeah. Well, John actually watches some um, Crimfin Casuals now. So when he well, gave up well, his season ticket, yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're local. They're Surrey based in in Tolworth. Right, um, yeah, so he um, he goes to watch them, and funny enough, the uh, the person that's always down there is Bill Gardner, who used to obviously ex hooligan. Uh, oh, I bought, bought his book. Is it worth reading? Yeah, it is. I think. No, you bought it. I imagine it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and his son is his son is the goalkeeper and the man and, and the, the two sons. One's a goalkeeper. One's a manager. Is that still the case, Nigel? Do you know? I think he's still the manager. Yeah, I'd imagine. One's a goalkeeper, one's well, the manager. That was the case, yeah, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, and, and I know a lot of a lot of ex-Chelsea people that I went to school with and, and grew up with also gave up the season tickets and now go to Crimson Casual. So it's not unusual. Talking no, I, talking of Chelsea and going off on a bit of a Ronnie Corbett tangent here. We like have to you, do that. Have you all listened to Joe Cole's podcast or to play for? Not. Not yet, but it it's on my is, list. It is fantastic. He he does it with... I'd never heard of this guy, Tom Davis, who's an actor. He, and now, of course, I've heard of him. He's on everything I see. Um, and Joe is a revelation on it. And they have one guest on each week, uh, usually someone that Joe's played with. And he had... I think Trevor Sinclair was on, David James has been on, and they talk about West Ham a, a hell of a lot on it. And it is, and and these professionals, they really tell you things like Fabio Capello. We all think of as, even though he might not have been very popular as a manager, um, that the players all quite liked him. Oh my God, they did not, and and they really sort of lay into him on this. Really recommend it. Oh, I will. Once I finish your Alex Salmon one, I, 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 <laughs> it just came up. You, cool. you Time, you, you, you went through there, though, didn't you? I did a bit. I didn't thought I, yeah. you were going to fall out. I thought you were mates. 
it did it did see that was it it did sort of draw me in when you started giving me a hard time uh well, but anyway it's, it it's, time it, time. it's not an ian dale podcast it is Isn't it? it is a more mm. than just podcast. it's unusual i know um yeah unusual nigel um today's yes. announcement west ham let's just concentrate on all all um results are expunged west ham win the premier league and go into the Champions League. This is what you've always dreamt about, right? So Not this really. must be a good announcement. No, just 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 think just as a West Ham on. fan. Right. You've <laughs> we've won we're the, the FA Cup. To be honest, we've but... won the Premier League, yeah. right? And yeah, and and we get to what, what's what's the problem? Well, it's a one. It's a tainted league. Then if you're kicking six out, so straight away it's a tainted league. But we won it. We right. won it. You we got, won the you, Premier League. You're going into the Champions League. Yeah. History forgets. But the Champions League without twelve of the biggest clubs. well, eleven so we of the hold up eleven of the biggest clubs and Spurs. Right. Well we, we might get yeah. further then because they always beat us anyway, right. Nigel. And this is the thing. So and this is where you, you have to be careful. For all the less throw them out brigade, yeah, you kick them out and they go off and form their own league then. What are the people what are the T V companies gonna want to broadcast? That doesn't matter to you. Oh, though, it does, does it? No, no, but and, and this it? is the money. thing because it's money. But it, but the money will be less. The money will be less. The, you know, everybody's thinking, let's throw them out, and then we'll get the money. But it won't happen like that. In hundred years from now, because people will remember be less money. in honours that West Ham won the Premier League. They won't remember no, the rest of it. No, West this season, the hold up, this the season Champions will League. be remembered. I'll talk over you as long as you like. This season will be remembered for what's happened now. It, they won't remember who won it. They won't remember. It will be the, the the season of destruction. That's what it will so, be. So Cold you're off. against it. Just to be wrong. clear, you're against it. I'm 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 against it. But what I'm against as well is all this throw them out and and everything else. Something's got to be done to find a way to keep them in the Premier League. Now, and right. and this is the thing: if they go out and form it, does it really affect us? Not really. We're not regular competitors in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and this is a thing. It affects them and it affects the fan base of those people. And it's being done done for total immoral reasons. It's it's all about the globalization of football, not the localization yeah. of it. You you sent me a, an article earlier yeah. um from the Sun. Uh, yeah. Trying to catch me out. I did catch you out. <laughs> Tell me, I tried to catch you out because if I hadn't have slipped up and told you it was from 2016, you'd have wrote an article and clown you about it. I asked Huey to write an article <laughs> anyway, and you had to hang the phone up to me to quickly ring you to say, "Don't pour it in public." Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, what did the uh, paraphrase what the article said? It was David. It was quotes from David Sullivan in 2016 talking yeah. to the Telegraph. David Sullivan said that the. If the top five clubs, obviously no one's including Spurs in this, God knows how they did it. But if the top five clubs go off and form a Super League, it'll be the death of football. And that's exactly what it will be. It won't be the death of football because football will continue. It just, there'll be something missing from it. We'll be the biggest club in London in the English League. We still won't be the biggest club in London. Okay. I'm going to move on to Len just for time. I think, I think the Sun has actually written that up today, you know, as a current interview. I'm sure I saw on Twitter earlier because I clicked on it and I'm sure I read those words in it. 
Yeah, I think, <laughs> I, think, I think that's people playing, having fun like I did with Sean, got him up line and sinker. I knew he yeah, wouldn't I'll read the year. I'll tell you what, what, what did I say happened? When when I, when I you sent me that article, it has backfired you on a bit, because I did send it to uh, Mr. Sullivan um, and say, do you remember when you wrote this? Yeah, and he's probably gone, yeah, I'll stand by that. I don't know, I wouldn't be able to comment if he did. Um oh. Len, we haven't heard from you. Um, if if West Ham had been included in this, do you think the owners would have said yes? Do you think they're only taking the thing they is because they've been left out in the cold? I think they would have said yes. I think they... I think they've had no choice to say yes. Let me turn. Let me give this question back to you. Do you think any of the six that have said yes might have wanted to say no? Um, I think it's a gamble. And if you talk about some of the people behind this, the Glazers, Levi and um, Levy, rather, and um, the Glazers would have said yes. Levy would have said yes. Fenway Group. No, well, I think no, no. But let's go back to a gamble, right? It's all about earning more money. Is there a is there a chance this could backfire on them and they can earn less money than the Champions League? You know what happens because this only works, right? I know it's being backed by J.P. Morgan allegedly, right? And they all get three and a half billion shared between yeah. them allegedly, right? Yeah. But but that money is not being paid out by J.P. Morgan and investors unless they think they can turn a profit, and and that means that advertisers. And bums on seats in the form of TV subscriptions have to be sold. And if if there is a massive backlash, well, we I'm glad. Earlier, that, listen, I'm, I'm, I know. We, I'm glad you asked this, or or you'll get. I'm glad you're getting to the question that that you're going to ask because it's now time for these supporters of these six clubs to take a stand. Now, where we yeah. all keep, keep going about our GSBR and our fan base. Now it's time for them to make a stand. And let's see if they, they can get their club back and get their football back. Because currently, as it stands, we are 18 hours since the announcement, really. 19, maybe. So it's still fresh in. And my attitude towards changes, I, I thought exactly the same as Ian and, uh, and Nigel thinking this is a disaster. Suddenly... Um, I've overheard the YouTube's been rolling a bit while I've been packaging art boards. And um, so you uh, a TalkSport talk one come on, and um, I'm starting to find um, uh, Nigel's mate who used to run Q, uh, Queen Crystal Palace. What's his name, Nigel? Yeah, Simon Jordan. I'm starting to find him fascinating. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I am. Because he can come out of a scenario that none of us has thought of from his own personal sort of perspective of being a club owner. And suddenly I wonder to myself, when is it going to be about fans? When are, because if it is, then maybe, maybe if you look at the league now, maybe if you took them six groups out of it and you saw West Ham at the top and Leeds United up there, maybe... Maybe we we are big enough for this league, 
a fan-run club league. Maybe the fans have lost these clubs. It's up to them to get them back, really. Um, I don't think this is going to go ahead, this, this Super but that, League. But let's just play devil's advocate. Yeah. Three and a half billion, shared between 15 clubs. £233 million pounds each, right? Are we going to turn... Would we really turn that down? Would you turn that down? You're, you're being put into a group of the 12 biggest, you know, West Ham of the wild card with a 13th club. We've got a special invitation, golden ticket. So we'd be Here's the 20th two... club. No, we wouldn't. No. no, no, no. All right, just play along. Two hundred and thirty grand, two hundred and thirty million. There you go. No. That's just for that's your joining no, fee. No, we wouldn't do it, right? You and wouldn't there's, do no it relegation. Not there's no relegation. We don't no, have to no. worry about ever being no relegated. This is the point. We'd say no because we've because of the process we've gone through as fans. We know the club we are, and we're not that club. Champions League every season, Don't, no relegation. Yeah, it doesn't Champions matter. League. It doesn't matter because now these fans of these clubs. Know what kind of club so they're you're, you're missing the it's point. It's up to them to turn it round. There is relegation, just not for that 12. Yeah, but I'm talking about if we are one of those with a 13th club, right? What, well, no, uh, did you not hear what I said? It's for them 12, there's no relegation. Yeah, I the know, but I'm playing devil's advocate. If we were the extra, the 13th Well, club, let's get this right. Relegated. Did we resign from the Football League to join the Premier League? I don't know. Well, of course no, we, we did. didn't. Yes, we no, did. No, we didn't, because yeah, we stayed in well, it. No, no. Yeah, but we had to. <laughs> we got relegated yeah, from right. Division 1 to Division 1, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> There's only three clubs that can, can that hold that honour, uh, and, and we were one of them. But at the end of the day, you had to put notice in advance, and the fact that we got relegated meant that we had to go with our tails between the legs and get it back. And and those that, that, that went up in, in 92 yeah. um, took our spot. So... We resigned from the Football League. So the owners of the club did it then. What makes you think our owners are any different? If they were in the position, yeah, yeah I believe they would take it. They would take but it, but they shouldn't. They're not in the position. So they can sit back and go, well, we don't agree with this. Of course you don't, because you're not yeah. in the position and you're not likely to be in the position. And we never know, to be fair. Anyway, we look, I'm sure this has been done to death in every podcasts and everything so well, it's only new isn't it on. this is going to run and run this is day yeah, one this is the first day of it yeah. this... this is going to be the brexit of football yeah oh my god so wall to wall of this <laughs> every... um, the, do you know what the funny thing no it, listen it's everyone's problem really i'm not i don't mean to imply it's not but you're going to see an uprising from fans of other clubs now it's going to put one uh, our our fan feuds in perspective, and two, maybe this could be the catalyst for something new. Fan power. I mean, yeah. to be fair, yeah, fan well, power did stop. This is the only. This is the only way we're going to show it, and we're relying on other clubs to do it now. Fan power did and stop. And if it happens, it... game pay, pay per view, didn't it? That that to be fair, fans stood up against a fifteen pound pay per view. And made it free. Yeah, against broadcasters that are now are upset about the Super League. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, w- I wonder whether somebody wrote in one of the papers this morning that uh, the government are looking at the German system where you, a private company can only own 49% of a club. 
um, and mm. fans can own the rest. Now, I don't know how we can, you can we translate. Can't have it. I don't know how you can translate that here, but um, if the government and I think Oliver Dowden, the culture secretary, he did a statement on this this afternoon. You haven't heard what he said, Oliver. I don't but, like football, Dowden. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> The one that sounds like Piers Fletcher Dervish. He's, he's good, isn't he? Statesman, remember that. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> um, but th- and that would be quite an interesting move because you've got a government now that is not as sort of non-interventionist and free market as maybe previous Conservative governments have been. And it may be that they think, well, you know what? We're, we're, there's a, quite a bit of political gain that we can have out of this. All right, how do they do that, Indian? No idea. So well, how, how do we buy the 50% of the club? How do the supporters buy I don't. I, I've they got no. Could be the new start if they do. If these clubs do go, and let's face it, if we put the pressure on not the pressure, but the responsibility of the fans for that to happen, if the fans can't vote with their feet and make this a bad idea for them, and the 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 the, the, the corporate giants in these clubs get their way, then what's left in the Premier League will need to be fan-based clubs. Going to have to be. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, how do we buy? How do, how do you then you nationalise them? Keir Starmer, National Labour Party, should he can't even get, get in a pub. <laughs> football clubs. We nationalise all football clubs. They're yeah. owned by 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 the government. There you go. So the government will be buy every football club. Yeah. Every Premier League. The, 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 the problem, the problem we've got is that, uh, say West Ham are, let's say they're worth five hundred million. I've got no idea whether they would it's be a or good, not. Good, it's a good estimate. Uh, and then you say, okay, well, the fans can have fifty-one percent of the shares. So fans have got to raise two hundred and fifty-five million or thereabouts. Well, yeah. I'm sorry, we're, even though we have quite a big supporter base, you've got. I mean, West Ham have got um, uh, about one point four million Twitter followers. I think now. Yeah. Well, let's let's say there are a million people um, across the world who support West Ham. Well, are they going to come up with whatever two hundred and fifty-five divided? Well, two hundred fifty-five quid each, each wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, they'd have to devalue it, Ian. I'm afraid gonna, it's not not going to happen, is it? No, it's no. Not. no, that's part of my argument. Newcastle, Newcastle are trying to raise one percent, and funny enough, no, but no, it's, that's not the true value, though, is it? If you have to have fans own the club. That five hundred grand wouldn't be the true value of the club. If you'd done a share issue with the fans, we'd be the biggest club. This is what I'm saying. Nothing to do with how much the club's worth. The club's only worth value no, compared if, to the other clubs in the league. Fifty-one percent. No, they're not. Listen, forget your five hundred million. They're not worth it because if the six sod off. Oh yeah, it devalues you know, the value. It's club. worth fifty million. Yeah. This is the old point, and that's why they will never well, vote to buy. throw them out. I could buy it myself then. There you, yeah, go. There you go. Excellent. Talk, we can rename it more than just a football club. You, your mate <laughs> Boris Johnson, Ian. He's not my mate. All right. Well, my mate Boris Johnson. Um, That's nothing to be proud of. <laughs> he's a good boy. Um, says he would do everything possible to try and block it. Is is that the role of the Prime Minister, do you think? Or is he just trying to get the popular... Um... Well... It's the sort of thing that a politician will say when they haven't got the faintest idea of what they would do to actually do it. But I mean, there are certain phrases that whenever a politi- they come out of a politician's mouth, you say, yeah, right. OK, what does that actually mean? It means jack shit. And you don't, I don't, I don't, you, you don't I, think I, the government will get involved. 
Is well, it the right of the government to get possible. involved, though? Well, if you think about how many people watch football every week, whether they're going to a match or whether they're watching it on television, it is something that any politician, any political party, any government is quite aware of. Why do you think it is that some politicians who have never been to a football match in their life, they, they feel they have to go to their local... I mean, it's a, uh, somebody I know was an MP in Norfolk who once a season would dutifully trot off to Norwich City and be bored out of his mind for 90 minutes because that's just part of the job. That's what seen. you do. Yeah. Um, but that politicians know that the football vote is quite a substantial one. Uh, and probably one of the, if you, I mean, how many out of 50, say that 50 million adults, I would say probably about 30 million are interested in football to one degree or another. So they are going to care if something comes along to threaten yeah. what is our national sport. So yeah. of course, politicians are going to get interested in it, but very few of them know, know anything about it. Yeah. Bef- I want to move on from this so we can move on to other things. Ian, have you renewed your season ticket? Are you? Did you re- renew your season ticket last year to get in the ballot for Southampton? What? Well, I I did renew it, but because I'm in a what's called a critically what is it extremely vulnerable group or something, I wasn't in in that last ballot, and I probably I assume won't be in this one either. Right. Um, so I haven't renewed it, but I I want to renew it. But there's still a part of me that wonders if I'll actually go to a game next season. I mean, I've, I've got two tickets, so and, and I've got all the, the sort of club cash. I don't have to pay any more for them. Yeah, so you're in I, the posh I, seats, aren't you? We've got going. Let's know the seat numbers. Not that posh. Uh, <laughs> well, they're, they're not 1966 posh. I am in. I am in the front row. I'll pick your program up. Don't worry. <laughs> it's, it's, I, I call it the royal box seats because it's like you've got this nice little sort of balcony in front of Who's you. Who's the queen? I think, do you know what? I think Hugh has moved not far away from you. <laughs> oh, in, really? Into the West Stand this I've year. Ne- yeah. I've never met him. No, well, leave us after We'll have a draw in my map. Well, well, hopefully, both me and Huey will be lucky in the in the Southampton ballot. If oh, we are, I'm sure we'll you will. Um, uh, how about you, Len? Have, have you renewed your season ticket yet? Yeah, last week. Yeah, I can't remember. You don't pay attention anyway, golfers. Yeah, you did. You probably did, and I know you've renewed, Nigel. Yes. Yeah, so we're we'll after meet up, uh, Ian, in the uh, supporters club. What the one on Castle Street? No, no, the one. There's a new... get for the program. There's, there's one there. the last drop by uh, by the stadium. Where is it? Where it's what was what's called the podium bar? Helter Skelter. By that next to Helter Skelter. Oh, really? Mm. Well, there's actual building there now. Yeah, there's a bar there. It's, it's they've yeah. taken or they they're um they've got use of the upstairs bar. Well, the upstairs bar on the Helter Skelter. No, yeah. the, the next door to the Helter Skelter, oh. there's a bar, and in that bar they've got an upstairs. And oh, at right, the moment, okay. the supporters club has got use of the upstairs. Right. Okay. We're by your cranberry juice. Because I used to go um because I I park um near where Foreman's is. Um, oh yeah, and so wasn't there, wasn't there a supporters club there around the corner from that at one point? Yeah, yeah, in an art they gallery got or something. Out. Yeah, all oh, right. Yeah. Anyhow, um, have we got anything else? Any other business before we move? Uh, have we got question time this week, Nigel? Yes, we have. Oh, we have. Right. Okay. Are you comfortable, Ian? I'm very comfortable. W- waiting to do my foreign accents like Nigel. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> no trouble there then. <laughs> Yeah, it's Facebook Twitter question time, where we're going to be completely politically correct this um, week and try not to upset anyone. You do realise I'm here as well. Yeah, we do. Yeah. You got two for the price of one this week. All equalities, right? We're completely (laughs) inclusive this week, right? (laughs) Yeah, right. Okay. Women, everybody, right? Multicultural, religion. Because we upset the Catholics last week, and and uh, anyway, we're we're all inclusive this week. Okay, Nigel. What do you mean we upset the Catholics last week? Well, you started you started talking about religion and and God, and uh, anyway, let's move on. You was the one claiming the atheists about the gods representative on Earth, which I thought yeah. was quite funny. Yeah, but anyway. atheism is a kind of religion, isn't it? Yeah, but they it if they don't believe in God, how can they have a representative on Earth? It's well, it's Richard true. Dawkins. <laughs> Right. You've got to read the dip God Deluge. Anyway, I don't want to upset the uh, vicars who listen to the podcast. So, uh, Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Father Chris. Recording as we speak with special guest Ian Dow standing in for both the Boochies. So much to discuss. I've always liked to double Boochie. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, clip that. Uh... <laughs> Uh, I said, so keep anything you've got to say brief, he says, ho-ho. Uh, but I did ask, but would you watch the new Euro League if West Ham, in brackets, by hook or by crook, winky face, uh, to qualify? First up, uh, it's AI Sean. He says, uh, AI Sean here, I'm in my car. It's a singing soul, drinking Zamazet Zayda, blowing kisses. Who am I? That's a very good question. He said he's got a very special thanks to David Goldshaw Go on. Uh, for earning all that interest on the money at Enter Club. So the European Super League turns out to be as popular as Sean's GSB in article. <laughs> Perhaps Sean should, should help out the ESL with their PR as he's so much experience defending the indefensible. Uh, I'll give it a go. He said, I hope you all saw AI Sean's collaboration with Apple. Be like Sean, order your Apple Watch Sean edition today. Sean outs. Thank you very much. I still say it's one of you. It's not, though. <laughs> so go on, move on. Next up, Nicholas Harvey. He says, evening, gentlemen. As always, Brady out. Brady out. Uh, not sure. All oh, right, okay. They're friends. Where's see? Leonard? <laughs> We're not friends. I've only met him once. Really? Yeah. Best buddies. No, as I I think I said in the podcast I did with Nigel, which I'm appalled you haven't mentioned yet. um, The only time I met her was at some do in, I don't know, 2014 about the Olympic Stadium. That's some press thing she did. And so she was stood at the door. I walked in, introduced myself. um, And then 30 seconds later, she came over to me on the other side of the room and she goes, hello, I'm Karen Brady. I said, yeah, I know you are. I met you 30 seconds ago. Who you are. I've spoken about you before. She she knows who you are, Ian. Oh, she knows. I may I know who I am, but um, we do not consort. Let's put it. Oh, do you not? Well, we no. don't consort anymore. No, I'm well, you, you, you fucked that one up, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> she keeps on saying she doesn't bear grudges, but she obviously does. <laughs> she does bear grudges. She's a, she's a woman. Yes. Oh, see, see, you can't say stuff like that. <laughs> I can, she's and I just woman. did. Oh. By the way, Liverpool won up. We're down to fifth. Oh, 
That's blown fire. Yeah, let them go then. Let them go. <laughs> We're going to be in it. Let them go. Um, a big no to ESL, says Nicholas, back on track. Uh, the true West Ham are back. I've missed that team. Where you've no idea what you're going to get. Uh, disappointing performance in many ways, but we've had a great run and he's not going to complain. He says complaining. Onwards and upwards. Question time. Ian, would you be happy winning the league because the so-called big deluded six had a points deduction? Well, you're not going to turn it down, are you? I mean, you're not going to say, actually, I don't think we'll have the league title. Thank you very much. I mean, we are, um, we will, we would be, apart from possibly Leicester, the best of the rest. I mean, if they cancelled all of the top six clubs, or so-called top six clubs fixtures, uh, we would win by a country mile. But it's not going to happen, is it? Let's face it. Uh, No, it's not going to happen. No. Uh, He's asked me a question. We'll wait for Lent to come back from the well, toilet. he's not. He's had a power. Just to let you know. Yeah, well, Lens had... give it. I've seen it. I know well, what he's probably... Lens had a power cut, so yeah. um, we've lost him. But I hopefully he'll be back. So, Nicola's asked me, who's more to blame? Good question for the ESL. The Spanish or the Americans? Well, nobody expected the Spanish Inquisition, did they? <laughs> so, uh, me, I blame the American owners. Not the Americans. Why would you blame the Spanish? Well, because this is being driven by the Real Madrid chairman, Perez. Uh, it's American. Amer- Do you know what? America no, hates this. It. The, Spanish, the, the, the Barcelona, or so, so much Real Madrid, um, be, because their league is a two-horse race, even though this season it has properly become a three-horse race, but generally it's been a two-horse race like Scotland has for years. Um. They've wanted a European Super League. And and that's why, if you look, Perez is, is supposedly the, the chairman of the new group and all the rest of us, because he is one of the driving forces behind this. Yeah, so Nicholas Harvey says, Nigel, who's to blame for the ESL, the Spanish or the Americans? Well, no one expected the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> But I blame the American. Did you? Yeah, it wasn't funny the first time. But I blame the American owners. Um, So uh, the the Spanish, obviously, I think Perez has been a big driver of this. But I think the Americans that are bought into, they've they've put a lot of money into owning them football clubs, and they own. When you look, they own American sports franchises as well, and I think that's the thing. They see what happens in America. And you can't repeat that model over here because we do have promotion and relegation. And you're not always playing in Europe with European money because you might be like a Arsenal and finished ninth or tenth. So, Len. Yes. Nicholas asks, what's your favourite memory of John Lowell? Oh. Could well be the um, um, Clive Thomas incident, I think. Oh, right. I just uh, off the top of my head, that's what first came to me. Yeah, um, the thing is, you don't, it was a quiet well, I say it was a quiet man, I don't know, but the fact of the matter is, you didn't hear much from managers back then, did you? So, I'm just trying to think what my favorite memory would have been. 
don't know. Yeah, really. this is a point where you, if you've got something else to do, like some reading yeah. to do, when they go off at tangent, <laughs> we, we, if like, we go if we go back to eighty eighty one, you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> if you've got things to sign, you know, things <laughs> yeah. to read through. Now's yeah, your moment. Your, your maybe gardener's book. Yeah, I'll pick that up. Yeah, maybe start. <laughs> maybe make a start. <laughs> I, do, I, do, oh. I do listen to this rubbish every week. You know, yeah. <laughs> producing rubbish like this here. Yeah. Don't come naturally, you know. We work at rubbish. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Talking of like rubbish, Michael Levy Jr., the sole singing superstar of South Tenerife, has said he's probably too late for questions to send him my regards. Well, cheers, Mike, but you weren't too late for questions. Yeah. In fact, he was very early because we've still got another 20 people below you. But anyway, that does uh, gives us a sigh of relief. We ain't got to answer a question. Jonathan Lowe is next up. Good evening, gents. He says, good to be back with God's favourite West Ham podcast again. I don't know about That's God, right. but we've got a few popes listening. That's for That's sure. That's right. Uh, I would be absolutely livid, he says, if West Ham had done what the so-called top six. Let's stop calling them the top six. What should we call them? The toxic six. Have done the gutless six, yeah. the greedy six, the greedy six, six. the greedy six. Well, that's one of my headlines today, obviously. Oh, yeah. uh, it, it demonstrates uh, a blatant disregard for the fans, far worse than anything we've experienced. Pure greed, uh, changing the subject, he says, given that super fab is not the keeper he was before his injury. God, it's all oh, about sticking the knife in. Right? Which goalkeepers would you like us to sign at the end of the season? Oh. I mean, and I do not look at the one at Fulham. Has he not seen Sorry. some of his performances recently? They've been outstanding. It was great last week, wasn't he? He was. He was great last week. Who are we but, talking about? Phil Parks? No, Phil Parks was great every week. Well, it's debatable. You can debate it. I don't know why people were debating on it. I wasn't asking for people to debate when I put the put. We're talking about the... Fabianski. Yeah, yeah. He still I mean... can make a really world class save, and although he made a couple of mistakes, I think he did make a a big save to the, you know, Randolph. Or, Listen, uh, right. You're in David the restaurant. Let in. You're in the restaurant, and the waiter drops the food. Is that a good day at work or not? <laughs> Waiters and goalkeepers, you know, <laughs> dropping something is unacceptable. I yeah. I, I said that to... Uh, so Fab's like, a Spanish waiter. Is that what you're saying? Manuel. Oh, no, watch. you see... You, you, well, you, you did the analogy, not me. I didn't call him Manuel. <laughs> You'll love this, Nigel, because this is two things you ate most of all. My, my, my stepdaughter uh, has, has joined. She's 11 and she's joined a, a girls' football team. And, and I went to watch him on Sunday. Um, for you, and it it was it was eight aside, right? And uh, you know, it's a, it was a good game, uh, Isha FC, uh, and and they've got a whole girls division now. And um, she said she was playing right back, and she said, "I, uh, I she's really tall," and she said, "I, I, I want to be a goalkeeper." I said, "Well, the problem with being a goalkeeper," I said, "You know, if you make a mistake as an outfield player, you know, you just don't score a goal." Right, or you you don't really get blamed for it. But if you make a uh, mistake as a um, as a goalkeeper, a goal goes in, doesn't it? It does indeed. <laughs> and and I said, you know, it's a thankless task, isn't it? Like like um, 
then just said, it's a thankless task being it, because you make one small mistake. So I'm waiting, you know, for, I'm waiting for the punchline, Sean. There, was, there wasn't a punchline, except <laughs> N- Nigel's sexist and doesn't think women should play football. No, me neither. Oh, Ian, I'm, I'm shocked at you. I, that... well, I'm sorry, it's boring. It, it... But you know what? The, I the can play it, but I don't years... need to put it on the Hang BBC. On a minute. Hang on a minute, Ian. The men got a hundred years. Head start on the women. No, I'm sorry. Women are physically not the same as men, and therefore it's oh. a it's a completely different experience to watch it. And I have tried it. I... Oh. <laughs> I could go down. You want to be careful you? where you go in now, Arthur? Go... Oh, Lee's have just what scored. What do you like about it, Ian? Lee's have just scored. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh, I thought was it Liverpool have just scored. No, oh, I don't know. Anyway, um, where was I? Digging myself. You women being sexist <laughs> against women, saying they're oh, not. No, physically... I wasn't being sexist. I'm just stating a fact that I don't find women's football as exciting to watch as men's, and it's nothing about leering at men or sort of not finding women attractive at all. It's just the fact that it, it's it's like playing a 45 single at 33 RPM. That's what it's like. Oh, I can't believe you're saying that. It, it's it, a fucking good analogy. That though. is, I was just going to say, that is a good analogy. Well, I said After it in the podcast I did with you, but clearly you didn't remember. Oh, right. <laughs> anyway, let's move on before we upset. I apologise to all, all the female listeners or people who like the women's game. By the way, yeah. West Ham women won... 11 nil uh, at the weekend. Just to, 11 again, nil against yeah, who? A new, Chichester. A, a, oh, <laughs> a, a team they met at a 7 11. It yeah. wasn't even all oh, a Chichester. Yeah. Chichester. It was Chichester and someone else. It was all right. It was an early round of a cup, but it's still 11 nil. You know. Yes. The, it was the that, last time West Ham men won 11 nil. They never have. Well, we haven't. We done 10 nil. Be very. You know that. There you go. There you go. Can we talk so, about that, Nigel? Women are better than that men. That was a great night. Uh, do you know what? There was about 12,000 here that night. It was like a ghost town. Honestly. Oh, Paul Hilton played a blinder. Uh, yeah, we signed him. Yeah, we signed him. Uh, people forget John Lowe had an habit with doing that because Tom McAllister, we signed Tom McAllister in 1981 after we'd been promoted. And that season, I think he played for Swindon and Bristol against us. And across the games we'd played, I think we'd put seven goals past him. We did. So I think he was the goalkeeper for Bristol Rovers oh, when right. we beat them 2-0. Here's one for you, Nigel. Who, in the early 1970s, did we sign after playing his team in the FA Cup? You're talking about Dudley Tyler, then? I, uh, fucking hell, yeah. you've got it. <laughs> Yes, little Dudley Hereford Tyler, the winger yeah. from Hereford. Yeah, yeah. He, he he didn't play. I think he only played about thirty games, didn't he? Yeah, he went back to Hereford. Yeah. But he is he he's loved at Hereford. Yeah. How do you remember that, Ian? Weren't you still supporting Man United at the time? Fuck off. Vic <laughs> <laughs> uh, John goes on to say, "Now that you've chosen, you're the chosen artist of the clergy, Len." Uh, I need to have one like Chris's Kinchage, where you know where to go. Uh, yeah, absolutely. John, rather than using Lego Man, um, you can get old Lenny Boy to knock you one up. Yeah, uh, com. Keep up the good work. Blessings from Jonathan. Barry Carcass. 
something to pick over. Not going to happen. So don't have to even think about it, said old Bazza. I can't remember the last time I watched a Champions League game, but football is about earning the right to challenge for trophies. Anybody still want American owners? Good point, Bazza. Not me, Something's got to happen. There's got to be some kind of action against them. You don't want American owners. You don't want Middle Eastern owners, right? Probably don't want German owners. You certainly don't want women owners. owners, owners. What's wrong with German owners? I don't know. I I doubt you do. Red Bull or Austrian, I believe. Hmm. So what what have they got to be? Have they got to be they got to be in towners or something? Um, well, that would be a be bonus, from? wouldn't it? <laughs> but then again, if we look at David Gold and the mess he's made at the club, having oh. an entire don't make it anything, does it? And he brought his Welsh mate with him. Be careful what um, you wish for. Yes. Uh, Ian Lynch says, evening all. No, I won't be watching. He says, in words of Sean, be careful what you wish for. Oh, it's almost go. like Ian's listening. <laughs> he says, I want GSB out, but not at the expense of West Ham as we know it. Mm-hmm. There you go. Old WW himself, it's Wesley Williams. Nope. He says, I can't and won't be bothered to watch it. But silver linings, I suppose we would be a shot at the title this season. Should the EPL always use the EPL? Come on, Wes. We're the Premier League. It's not called the EFA Cup. It's the Premier League. We don't put English in front because we invented it. Yeah, but he's American, though. He's in the portrait. I know, because I've drawn him in his uh, American team. Well, we'll forgive him then. But please, just remember next time, we don't use E in front of it because we invented it. So it's like the FA Cup. It's not like the SFA Cup for Scottish because they took it after us. We did it first. Yeah, but to him, it's the EPL. We say American dollars, they say dollars. Well, I don't say American dollars. Yeah. We haven't told this story for a while, Nigel. Well, what, when when I helped recruit the match day writer for Ian for West Ham till I die. <laughs> do you know this story, Ian? Go on. So, if you remember, you were looking for a match day re- yeah. uh, reporter, and I suggested Dave. Yeah. What do you reckon, they're best mates now, what do you reckon Nigel said? I think I do remember what Nigel said, and it wasn't very complimentary. What does an American know about football? Something like that? Well, he, he I think the word, word yank. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does a yank know about football? I think then? it was that, yeah. <laughs> um, well, it just goes to show you how wrong I was there, wasn't it? Yeah. He is brilliant at it, though, isn't he? Oh, it? he is good. He is good, even if he does nick my headlines. Um, But at least he does credit me, to be fair to Dave, uh, unlike Sean. Yeah, too right. Yeah, Phil Everson says uh, he agrees with Chris Kinch. Father Um, Kinch. Yeah, so we'll go to Chris first. He says, evening all, do you feel the idea of a Super League was an ugly inevitability once football came so much about money, business and ownership? Is this the beginning of the turning point where football begins to say enough is enough in terms of eye-watering player wages and transfer fees? This is what I was getting at. This is what I was trying to get out. And this is what um, your mate from Crystal Palace said, Nigel. Hmm. It's it's from the demand of the players' greed. It's got to this that's made them make the decision 
to be like this. Yeah, because of the clubs have made more money. Yeah. They've given it to the players. The clubs actually ain't making yeah. money, though, are they? So, I think what I'm trying to say is, somewhere down the line, only fan players can stop this. Uh, fan power can stop this. Either not turning up or making a stand about it or one way or the other. And then when it comes back into the fans, I think we're a better club, West Ham United, or a better club for that. Mm. So, in a way, I wouldn't say we can't lose because, in a sense, we can all be losers from it because it's it's already got to this point where it's happened. Football as a whole will be a, will be the loser, but yeah, of course it will. There's some clubs you may find that it, that the fans um, and the players, yeah, you know, they've got to make a stand as well. There's no point. Well, there is a lot of point. Um, it's millions of points for them, mate. I've just yeah. thought something on the players. If the, um, I mean, say for example, Marcus Rashford decided that he did not That's want to take to part of this. I wonder whether there's something in their contracts that would allow to yeah. claim breach of contract. Yeah, yeah, this is it. Someone else asked that, and I don't think there is. Um, I've seen standard contracts. You can see standard contracts, and I don't think there is. You contracted the club, your registration's over to the club. I think if your, you, your solicit was smart enough that the that it would, you know, devalue him for not being an England player, it might make a difference. We'll see. I'm sure that is uh, the gift that keeps on giving. As, as uh, Ian said earlier, this is the new Brexit, right? Certainly for the sports pages. Mm. Oh, yeah, we got weeks of this yet. But hey, Brexit's going really well, so that's fine. (laughs) It is, actually. You're right, it is. Although, let me tell you a small story. Even though getting dog food out of Lidl's is a bit of a problem. You see that, (laughs) I've got some offices in Northern Ireland. Let me tell you, as you may know, I'm in computers. I wanted to send... I thought you was in recruitment. Well, I'm in computers. (laughs) I wanted to send a computer to Northern Ireland. So here's a computer, and it, it... it came from uh, China and it was imported into Germany, right, by HP Germany, and then bought into the UK, right? But I had to fill out loads of paperwork to get it back into Northern Ireland to prove the country of origin and how it came in the paperwork and how it came to Germany, how from Germany it came to the UK, and then just to send it back to Northern Ireland. Well, it gave you something to do, didn't it? It did give me something to do, but <laughs> that- that's the only consequence I've seen of Brexit, to be honest. That and getting my, well, my forms vaccine in. early. Yeah, I had to fill in forms. Oh, right. There you go. Anyway, that was really that, boring. Though, but you know what yeah. you've done now, Sean? Well, you took back control of, of <laughs> getting the computers organised. <laughs> That's taking back control. That's what I love. It is taking back control. Yeah. Just get me dog food back in Lidl's, please. Okay. <laughs> you know, it's costing me a fortune in fresh food. Um, but Phil Everson uh, says, agreed with Chris Kinch, says the fans will decide at the end of the day where their loyalties lie That's and right. may send many back to grassroots football, taking their gate sky and additional monies with them. I know yeah. Orient put a shout out, people. Yeah, if did. I know watch Orient out, I may do that, pay my tenner and watch the O's. Big game. We've got, we're, in, we're, we're just one point out of the playoffs with four games to go. Another push. Joby McEnough is their new manager and he's yeah. really pushed the O's on. Yeah. And we've got Dan Kemp now. Yes. He used to play for us. He's signed for the O's. Yeah, he's, he's playing well. Yeah. yeah, he's having a good old season, Dan. 
here's a here's a little known fact about Orient. My former cousin-in-law is the match day commentator there, Steve Jenkins. Just thought you'd oh. like to know that. There you go. Ah, that's that's good. Good. <laughs> Does he listen to this podcast? No. But he, he may do now, you never know. Somebody will tell I'll tell you one, one thing I found on a podcast. Never ever say something that you don't want the person to hear. Um, because I, I, I was ranting on the other day about somebody, one neighbor of mine down the road here in Norfolk, they parked their Fiat Panda on the road and they put the wheels out. And I keep saying, So, what, what idiot parks like that because they're going to get the wheel knocked off by something? Not for a minute thinking that this person would actually listen to the podcast, but they do. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. Nigel was moaning about his neighbours once, and his wife told him off in case they they cheated. Yeah. Well, um, could happen. Uh, talking about that, we we will mention your podcast with with uh, Nigel because I did think it was quite amusing that he told stuff he'd never told his wife or he'd never told his dad, yeah. and they had to listen it to the first yeah, time but, on a podcast. Yeah, but Sean, that's my skill as an interviewer. I was it? yeah, because <laughs> he didn't intend to say that. Oh, you, you, you squeezed it out of him. Surprised it out of him, didn't he? <laughs> pulling a muscle from his shell. <laughs> you lull them into a false sense of security. Well, his dad, I don't know if he's given you an update. His dad has now listened to it. Has he? Yeah. Nigel? Yes, he has. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> anyway, because it's not a bad podcast. It's a West Ham podcast. He's not changing the subject. Very skillfully, I thought there. Do I get an award for that? Thank you very much. Right, anyway. up, and, and, you're, and you're still married? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Thank God yeah. for that. Yes. Oh, yeah. She, she I did actually worry about that one a bit. No, no, no. She but, was very But pleased. Ian, here's the funny thing. I've known Nigel for 11 years. He never. He's a very private man. He never talks about any of this stuff at all. He comes on your podcast and he spills his guts. <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? I don't know if we should talk about this on here. But what was this about something happened that made you sort of think about not doing this anymore? Giving what up the old West Ham. You did, you did say that on, on, on the podcast. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> well, well, let me press you a bit further on that, Nigel, I think. <laughs> yeah, take over here. Go on. Yeah, give you the Alex Salmon treatment. Anyway. Right, carry on. Yeah. Back to the questions. Back to the questions. Yes, I'm still here, people. Don't worry. Don't know why these podcasts go on for I, two hours. I've and got I, no idea. Have, have you remembered what your dad's pub is called yet? Because I want to go and meet him. <laughs> Well, he don't own it anymore. Oh, doesn't he? Oh. No. Um, no, he don't. It, pandemic. Uh, no, not pandemic. He, he sold it up before um, before the pandemic. Ed Hughes. Back to it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, the idea of a closed league goes against everything. Um, meritoc- uh, uh, Ian, help me out here. Meritocracy. Em- <laughs> Thank you very much. Meritocracy <laughs> is about... Just, See, if I'm going to score... Don't, I'm no don't include the word in your Thursday article. Yeah, I won't. Uh, and it, and, well, I'd rely on Grammarly to spell that. Uh, and it's fundamental to football, whatever meritocracy means. He says, teams who do well get rewards. These six clubs are making GSB look classy. See, we wondered what it would take for GSB to be liked, isn't it? And now we know it's like the almost destruction of league footballs. We know it. Here you go. If only they'd known in advance, they'd have gone for it before. Next up, missing for a week, but she's back again. It's old Nana Muscuri herself, Belinda Kai 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 Kitis. Hello, Belinda. Evening, Pippi, she says. Oh, they watch her. No, 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 no. 
I want to watch a competition. Not, oh, we're gone with the long words. Not a homogenous load of something. Mr. K, who we all know is a scarcer, is now done. I don't know what that means. And she's had two Man City fans ask me for pointers to becoming a West Ham fan. Oh, my life. Yeah, I told you. You know, we're a people's club. More more plastics and out of towners. Nothing else apart from loving the show. And sorry I've been AWOL. No need to apologise. Uh, not that you probably care. We well, the, did. We were no said it shows you that I'd noticed you weren't about. And, she, and, and, hang on. Let's see if Ian's been practising his Greek uh, accent just for this part of the show. No. <laughs> You said earlier when we came on. Yeah, your... <laughs> uh, not bad, not bad. You know. he's, he's, uh, he's not going to be cajoled into it. No, uh, not that you probably care. We care, Bill. We cared. I noticed you weren't here. So I said it. I time. noticed you weren't here, Belinda. Uh, but I, I thought I'd upset you about being a bit of a slapper with the kisses. Well, funny enough, you say that. She said that. she started a new job and she's had to focus on things beyond West Ham for a bit. But there's four kisses. One for you, there, Ian. Look at that. Do you want that in? Or? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll happily oh. accept it. What are you suggesting, then? <laughs> well, the thing is, they'll take the extra one. It's my go this week. <laughs> go on, you can have it. You have a go first. I'll have sloppy seconds. <laughs> oh. Next up, it's Peter Mulholland Drive. No, he says he wouldn't watch it either. Couldn't be asked to watch the same games over and over again. Boring. Also, those Italian teams wouldn't be even... Two in the top six of the Premier League. He's got a point there. And watching Spuds and Arse, no way. They aren't even in the running of Champions League football. Controversial, he said. Good point, though. I'd rather have the top three Scottish teams in, plus three from the Championship. There's a there's a point, isn't it? Why, why, if, if, if we do sack them off, why not bring in yeah. Celtic and Rangers and Partick Thistle? Partick Thistle? Yeah, that's, you yeah. know what? That's not a bad idea. Done yeah. firmly athletic as my team. Oh no! Can't beat a bit of Patrick. That's where the uh... what, what countries are emerging? Is it Belgium and something? Yes, Belgium and Holland. Holland, that's it. Yeah, that see, if, you have, if you have a Europe, what do you mean merging? They're merging, well, merging their leagues. leagues. Yeah, really? they're merging their leagues. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good idea. I mean, how can you have a European Super League without Ajax Amsterdam in it? For goodness' sake, or Benfica. I'll tell you what, Ian, if Ajax Amsterdam was in the league, we'd all want a away game now. <laughs> oh, I could, I could tell you a few stories. Yeah, that's oh, so okay, mate. <laughs> I think no one will get out of me on a podcast what happened in Amsterdam. But anyway, we crack on. Sean Cronin with his star, Che Guevara. Uh, evening, gents. Uh, Sean, if you are revolutionary, check out the thing on Netflix about the bloke who went to Cuba Every 10 years for 40 years. Documentary. Absolutely brilliant show. And he gets to meet um, Fidel on more than one occasion. And Fidel takes a liking to him. Evening gents, says Sean. What a night to have Ian as a guest. Carpetbaggers have kidnapped the world's game. Do you think a player's strike would send out a strong enough message? Or what measures do you think necessary to see off these thieves? He says, Brady outs. It would be slightly ironic, multi-millionaires going on strike, wouldn't it? Well, do you, do you, I mean, this is the thing with the players. Would they, if if they turned around and said, no 
um, football, no international football, would that be enough for players to think, actually, I'm not sure about that? Or would they follow the money? Money. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Show me the money. Hmm. All right, next up. <coughs> All right, my handsomes, how you doing? It's old <coughs> Wurzel will gummage himself after his haircut. Richard Dodds. Radiats, he says. Uh, Saturday was a long time coming and a wake-up call. Uh, but he thinks it will lead to a 3-0 win against Ch- uh, Chelsea because in Moyes we trust. Spurs have not won a European trophy since 84. Arsenal haven't won a European trophy since 94. West Ham win the, U- the Toto Cup in 99 and we're not even part of this Super League <laughs> bullshit. Uh, he's gone Super 6. I was top in the last round against Sean Nigel and the Maid, Maid Marion. Uh, and he got zero points. Uh, how bad must we all be? Yeah, I, I got zero points. I missed the one in the midweek. Oh, was it Super 6? Oh, do, you, do you do any of the fantasy football or Super 6, Ian? No. no. I used to do fantasy football when it was originally invented, but I haven't done it in for the a long sun time. Pa- No, the Times, wasn't it? Telegraph did it first. Telegraph, that's yeah. it. Yes, no, I don't, I don't, quid I don't do any also. of those now. Uh, Sean, uh, Ian, got a question. Uh, are you AI, Sean? No. No, he's not. There you go. I have a life. Pop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unlike Dodds, you, we all think he's AI, Sean. Uh, See, I think all... it's Len. No, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's Len as well. I really do think it's Len. Do you know why? And I know he's, we've lost him again with another power cut. <laughs> but there's a little bit of artistic um, yeah. effort put into yeah. it, don't you think, here? Exactly. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, he's asked if, if Sean is behind this Super League. Um, <laughs> Very flattering. He says because if he's prepared to pay £3,200 on a dog, it brings old new saying to spin sold a pup. <laughs> is that, look, uh, Ian's a dog person. Is that unusual to spend that much on a puppy? Is that I thought that was in lockdown. Sorry, who spent what? I got Sean distracted. spent three and a half grand on a dog. You did three thousand two hundred. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, come on, you're having a laugh. No. Tell him what it was, Sean. It was a cock a cock a poo poo, yeah, wasn't no, it? It's I... <sighs> a bit gay, isn't it? I, it, you can't say that. What? Even as a gay man, you can't say that. I think I, I, think I can. <laughs> <laughs> if I can't, who can? Um, no, you're mad. Three and a half thousand. I mean, three thousand two hundred. Dogs give a huge amount of pleasure, but I'm sorry, I, I would never spend that. I think my Jack Russell cost me 150 pounds, and my miniature schnauzer cost me 750. Who'd you love more? <laughs> Well, and they're not listening. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> they are both very different. Honestly, though, when he escaped on whenever it was Friday, I mean, all the things that go through your mind as to what might happen. And um, I'm normally quite good in a crisis, but I must admit, I had a few, should we say, emotional moments there. Uh, well, I lost my dog for 15 minutes the other day, and what flashed through my mind was. How am I going to ring her up and tell her that I've lost her dog? Because she's going to think I've done it on purpose. <laughs> but luckily, 
he uh, he came back. Mm. <laughs> Here's a good question for you, Ian, actually. Uh, Jake Brent has asked all of us, can you recommend some great books to read about West Ham's history? Do you know any books, Ian, on West Ham's well, history? Well, there was a very good one published by Haynes Publishing in 2011 called West Ham When Football Was Football. Um, and it's... Who was the, who was the uh, who, I would like to say, who was the author? But, uh... <laughs> well, it's, what do you mean, like to say, who was the author? It, I had to write 25,000 words. in a, Well, it was mainly pictures. You're absolutely right. Um, culled from the Daily Mirror Picture Library. Um, but it was 25,000 words of history as well. So yeah, I, I would highly recommend that. Looking for it. Um, because that's the book that I use as an autograph book. Because oh, I liked it? it so much. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Before I knew you as well. Yeah, and I told you, you got you, you actually autographed it to Nigel. Yeah. Especially, yeah. <laughs> uh, before you knew me. Um, but have you spotted the mistake? I, I miscaptioned a picture. There is, I, I will look again. Yes, I think I do there know was what one picture where is. There was, I, yes. I, I think I put that it was a picture of a black West Ham footballer in the early 1970s. And it should have been, um, so Ad, Adi Coker. And I put it was Johnny Ayres, who wasn't black at all. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. So after those messages, thanks for coming back. Even though Paul Turner's left now um, and, and gone off. Yeah, he's long gone. Oh, he's long he gone. sped up after that. Uh, Paul Sanders, yeah. the old colonel, says, Evening chaps. He says, after getting over the shock of the year, Sil, announcement, and in the cold light of day, I think so, he thinks it won't happen, but feels a watershed moment in the evolution of the EPL. <sighs> He said rumours that Mourinho and Klopp are opposing the league adds to the confusion. Yous all believe that the big five and Tottenham, or do yous all believe 
that the big five of Tottenham should make face an immediate penalty? And if so, how would you feel if we qualify for the Champions League by default? Uh, also, says, I'll throw this in quick, says Paul Sanders. True story. I once applied for a job at Ian Dale's Total Politics. Ooh. He put, or as we affectionately called it, Total Bollocks. He <laughs> said, but I never even got the interview. That might be why, Paul. <laughs> oh, bitterness, bitterness is never an attractive <laughs> thing, is it? Uh, he still thinks we can get fourth. Um, anyway. Well, it doesn't matter. If he thinks we can get fourth, then we don't get no. EPL by default. Um, kick him well, out. Yeah, I don't think we should kick him out. You got to let it play out and see where it goes, and then um, you got to try and keep the Premier League. That's the long-term thing. Is is what's better for West Ham, and what's better for West Ham is we play Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool, and Tottenham. Well, not so much Tottenham, but um, says you. Dominic Schreiber used to love their kitchens. <laughs> And they were so go. good, they sold to MFI, screwed them up. But I actually met the original Schreiber kitchen man, who, believe it or not, didn't have a Schreiber kitchen in his flat. But anyway, uh, other teams, do, says do, Dominic. Do you have your own security gear in your own house, Nigel? Uh, no, funny enough, I still have the alarm that was in the house when I bought the house. <laughs> and I walked in and went, that's a pile of shit. I ain't using it. Uh, and and it's never been used. I shouldn't say that, really. I've got CCTV on my house and also I've got dogs. And as I used to always tell my customers when they say, what's the best alarm to have? I used to say, get a dog. Yeah. Um, are the teams still shareholders it's, in the Premier no. League, even if they're banned no. from competing? If, when you say banned for competing, I think they would be expelled that. from the Premier League because you only can have 20 shareholders. So if they were expelled, you obviously have to bring in another six, as we talked about. And they would own the shares. So I think, yeah. No. No. So if they expel them, would they get the chance to be allowed yes. back? Or no? Right. So yes. if the Premier League yeah. expels. I mean, they could work their way back. I mean, they, they could clubs. enter the lower leagues like anyone That's else. That's basically and do an AFC throwing them out of English Football back. League. Right. Well, you'd have to say that... But that, what would the Premier League well, do when Man United um, it, win the it's championship? It's a good thing, but it would take a long time to get back would they allow them back a, in? You only can move up one. Bearing in mind, <laughs> we've expelled them. Seven years. Well, I mean, that that's what happened to Rangers, wasn't it? Seven years. Hmm. It's it's a good question, but, but unless... Yeah, but... But you could the expel them as a member. I'm not sure you could, you could blackball them to say they can never join again. Unless, again, using the 14-club rule, any any rule or any sanction can be granted uh, by the Premier League if 14 clubs agree and vote on it. Yeah, I do. Never going to happen, though, as we said earlier. I mean, do you not think if they did that, it would go to court? Yeah. yeah so do I. Right. Good question, Dominic. Short and sweet, it's what we like. Next up, it's the old Frenchman from Jersey himself, the mighty war, Ian Wiley. Oh, yes, Ian. Someone told me to say that. Hi, all, he said, because apparently you don't like being called French over in the Channel Islands. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, even, oh, even oh, though all their street so names are French. Yeah. Perhaps his name's Ian Wally. Uh, hi, all, he says. Uh, I wouldn't watch the so-called Super League. I think the whole thing stinks of pure greed, and they all deserve to be punished. Next up, Here is some Ziggy Stardust. Uh, evening, all. He, said, okay. he can't be asked with any competition that teams aren't there on merit. Not really bothered with European football. Uh, well, that would, I mean, to be honest, that it's means the West Ham women's team you're not bothered with, Dave, because believe me, they didn't get in that league on merit. They bought their way in. Man City and Chelsea. Everyone knows that. Did you oh, not know right. that? So the, so the women's football's a franchise then? Women's Super League is, that is right, a franchise. Sean? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, it's a franchise. Oh, did they? Oh, right. No, I didn't know women's football was a franchise. Yeah, of course it can. Oh, is it? Oh, right. So, so rush green ladies can like pick themselves up and be called something else if they want. Oh, right. There you go. Uh, question for Ian. He said, question for him, we never know what it is. You disappeared then. Oh. Hello. All right, here we go. Question yeah, for Ian. Says, uh, are you related to Jim? Oh, God, that's an original Who, one, isn't it? Who's Jim Dale? I don't know. Well, it no, is for us, no, but no, maybe I'm, not for you. No, I'm not. It's I'm... like asking me if I'm related What's to Genghis that? or Kubla. Are you talking uh, about popular <laughs> no. like, TV programmes? Oh, and... oh. Oh, carry on up the no, car. Oh, Come I, on, I, I Sean. I didn't pay much attention to them. Yeah, come I'm on. I'm talking about the carry-on films, which even you've heard of, Sean. If I knew who Sid James was, I thought Don't that was my really Sid James good. impression. I could tell you... Uh, it's not uh, very good, I, is it? I know Barbara Windsor was in the carry-on films. <laughs> Sid James, he was in Hancock's Half Hour. And Kenneth uh, Williams. Um... I I knew I can't say it on air, but I knew. Get out of my pub, as someone said Kenneth to Kenneth Williams Star very well. Today. What? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that one. Anyway, he says, if, if, if what carry on style would you lot want to be? <laughs> Hattie Jakes used to live in my village. Oh. Um. She was married to John Lemmizuri, wasn't she? She was, yes. That's right, um, yeah. Which, which carry on if you, Yeah. <laughs> Peter Barworth. <laughs> who, who is the one that played um, in Carry On Screaming? Fenella, somebody. That, that's the one. Fenella Fielding, oh, I met her. That's my favourite Carry On film, that. Yeah, me too. Carry On Screaming. Hang on, I didn't get to choose. Why would you want to be a woman? And I... moving on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 yeah, shit. I know what you mean. Oh, Sorry, God, who would you be then? Who's got the mic? Bernard Breslau would be Sean. Oh, is no, he the one no, with glasses? Bernard Breslau. Charlie, like, oh, yeah. what's his name? The... Charles Altry. That's the one, yeah. Was a yeah. Sick Charles Altry. That's James. Sean. Yes. Like that. Would you be nice? I mean... Not not so much. Who was the big nurse? Not so much Sid James. Sid James? No, I think I'd like to be. You've got a problem with fat people now, have you? Hattie Jakes. Hattie Jakes. I want to be Hattie Jakes. All right. Sid James was in a lot of them. No, no. Actually, I'd rather be Kenneth Williams, to be fair. I think he was the funniest one out of the lot. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I like Kenneth Williams. No, I do. I, I like the carry on. What's Frank the other day? Was Frankie Howard in them? He was in a couple. It was on carry on. It was on. It was in a few. Yeah. Who was in one? I saw him live once, and I walked out of the theatre, and my cheekbones were literally aching. He was one of the funniest people I've ever seen live. I don't follow films or TV. Nay, nay, and thrice nay. Frankie Howard died twenty years ago. Oh dear. He, the darts oh, guy. Can tell. Jim Bowen was quite funny, funny enough. Was Go on. Slaughtered me, though. I had my ponytail in. He, he absolutely destroyed me. Yeah. That's I see him. Funny enough, I'll tell you where I see him because it's yeah. West Ham related now. I saw him at anyway. Ford Sports and Social. 3 2 Club. 1. Back in the room. Sean? It is Rush Green now. That's exactly where it is. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's old Happy Chops himself, uh, the Welsh Bob Dylan. It's old Maid Marion Williams. Oh, boyos. I would not watch the new league because I have no interest in it. He's got a question for you, though, Ian, and I'll translate for you. Right. He said, if the podcast team individually stood for election and they all wanted you as their campaign manager and you had to do it, who would you choose and why? <laughs> have you got experience in this Ian well being a campaign manager <laughs> oh by the way Ian I voted when you were standing for MP of Did you? Bracknell I voted for you <laughs> yeah it weren't my vote but don't, don't get me wrong it's a fault of well you were actually at that meeting it was well you couldn't have voted no, for me then no there um, got no, I did because the, the, the missus got a voting thing. Voting in Dow, come through the um, letterbox. That's where she lived. Well, I don't know how that could have happened because I wasn't because that was just to be the candidate, and I lost out to um, Philip Lee, the local GP. I mean, what? How stupid was that to stand against oh. a GP? Yeah. Oh, a GP you um, lost out to. So who? Well, you see, I think probably I would say Nigel because <laughs> um, he's. Completely genuine. I was going to say you the voice. I was going to say the vo- <laughs> voice of the say. common man. <laughs> How dare you? Well, as you see, Sean. You see, see, Sean. I would I have would extreme, extreme Democrat type um, candidate, uh, policies. <laughs> well, just you know, just just to make. Oh yeah, go on. Well, yeah, just to get the votes, obviously. Uh, yeah, but you wouldn't want to offend anyone, uh, would get... you? Because you, you, you'd have to be pro every <laughs> single minority that there is. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, Let's move on. Yeah, because that works so well for the Labour Party, doesn't it? <laughs> but the, but this isn't a political <laughs> podcast. Hello. It's a good question, though. Thank you, Miriam. He said. Yeah. He said. Anyway, I, I, I do like a bit of Welsh. Oh. Right down there and presenting. My father says, Marion. And I once had a personal tour of Parliament by the old beast of Bolsover himself, Mr. Skinner. He's a very rude man. Well, I was just going to say, you always used to be polite at Westminster Bridge when I used to recognise and go, all right, mate. And he'd go, hello. And he'd say hello back. Him and Vince Cable, they were the two that always said hello back. All the rest ignored me. (laughs) Um... 
he said uh, he was a great guy at the company. Do you think, like in football, the characters no longer in existence in politics? No, you see, this is, I guarantee that whoever wrote that question is probably over 60. Because No, he's not. Oh, all right then. <laughs> because, no, the reason is that in every generation, whether it's politics or football or whatever, people always think, that, oh, it's not like it was in our day. Then we had real characters. But you see, people in the 1980s, in, in sort of Thatcher's time would have said, oh, well, uh, in, in Harold Macmillan's government, we had, we had really people of stature and people who knew what they were talking about. It's the same yeah. in football, isn't it? You always think that the, the time when you were growing oh, up, don't maybe start. in your 20s, don't start that was the off. golden age. I can't do another mm. half an hour about yeah. Grinsby. I cannot do <laughs> another half an hour about you talking about a West Ham game Tell against you. Grinsby that I can't remember. Go, go, go. Declan Rice ain't going to invite me around for the weekend and cook me dinner, is he? We lost 3-0. These lot ain't going to phone me up and say I am, am I? Cook me dinner, Let you drive me up the weekend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, old Dylan says he's a politics graduate, believe it or not. Uh, and he's a neighbour of Jackie Smith because he lives 10 miles from Malvern. So if, right. that, if that makes you a, a, a neighbour, <laughs> mate, <laughs> I think you need to get a dictionary. Her, her door is always open. Uh, oh. Yes. <laughs> what it is. Oh, uh, hello. Do you think I'm wasting my time trying to get Sean to give a straight answer to a question? <laughs> I said straight. Do you think Sean yeah. oh. booking <laughs> feed debt, which has recently increased by £4? <laughs> If they're in my interest. <laughs> All right. There you go. Next up, it's Palumi Ogaluna. Yes. Uh, yes. He says, nice to hear the Shedman interview. Thank you very much, Palumi. He said, uh, West Ham, should we sign Tammy Abrams? Yes. In the summer? Yes. Yes. Uh, how um, much do you think he would cost, though? It was a. You, he had you, seven sons. Seven sons had Tammy Abrahams. What? Again, you're doing one of this popular stuff. Tammy know. Abrahams had seven sons. Seven sons had Tammy Abrahams. And he never danced. They never sang. It was probably a, a musical. Um, you I know don't know what that is. Are you being religious? Some of our listeners, Bill. It was it a Tammy Wynette song? Yeah. Well, I googled it. Transfer market, right? I am in transfer million. market. Sounds like a lot to me. Transfer market I'll pay says for him. market value of thirty-six oh, million. You ain't in transfer market again. You know, you're not in a real transfer market, Must Sean. Be true. That must be true, yeah. It's a bit like looking up your house on Zoopla, isn't it? And believing the valuation they put on it. Yeah, yeah, ain't true. Mine's worth far more. Uh, next up is Paul Nolan. He's, he's brief. He says, uh, to quote the Fast Show this week, I will mostly be w- not watching the Fast Show's Greed not on League. anymore, though, isn't it? Uh, kick them all out. Give us the league title. Uh, that's what he it's said. Not, it wasn't on this um, one. Yeah, I got it. Which Don't worry, nice. I got it, Ian. Um, no, you're right. <laughs> I'm glad I'm the only one that got that. <laughs> All right. 
next up. I know there's been a couple on Twitter, so I will head over to Twitter. Here we go. Let's see what the Twitterati have had to say. Next up, it's another one of our Greeky friends. It's old young Theo Aphionitis. Hi, Nitis. I've deleted Facebook, so if I can, I'd like to ask my yeah, question exactly. here. He's put one. No, Theo. That's strange. He's already used to up 200 characters just by saying that. Yeah. It says one for Captain Obvious. Uh, I think it's usual. Does he know why her ladyship has been a more regular visitor to the training ground? So he said in the past, I don't know she has nothing he's to do with football. I, I you the problem, this is this is. I don't know the reason why because she doesn't talk to me anymore. But I tell you why I think, and and the reason is, it's been a lot harder to work from the London Stadium because of the restrictions and the red zones, and there is a boardroom and an office in. Um, in Rush Green. So I think you'll find it's just probably more convenient to to drive there and park locally and get into the office so she can get away from a a kid. <laughs> oh, it's... No, it's not. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't know if she has been... So it's not because they furloughed the cleaners and they needed someone to do the youthering and washing up um, then. Why is she spending more time? No. Oh, right. I don't think so. I can't remember the last time we spoke. I think we spoke earlier this year, and that's probably... Karen the Tea Lady? No. Once this this year, if that. Probably. Once too much for her, really. Uh, I've been sent a picture about Leeds wore a T-shirt that says Champions League on the front, earn it. And on the back, football is for the fans. So, well done to Leeds United. Leeds United. Uh, question for the night says Greggy Morgan. Uh, how many would still follow West Ham if, in brackets, some weird reason, we ended up in the Super League and how many would boycott? Uh, tough Start for the fans the of the clubs and I feel sorry for them. I like to believe I would object. Would you object? Would you stop watching West Ham if they said... Would you stop watching West Ham if they said we'll join? It's a really difficult one, isn't it? Because I mean, I'd like to be able to hundred percent say yes, but I can't really. I don't think we can answer, can we? I mean, we've gone from um, come on, hypocrites! A minute ago, you were, no you were European, saying to, about you know, supporters you know, for the other these six clubs. Champions League. Start dreaming about Champions League. To, Oh, I'm glad you're following your principles, Ian. I wouldn't. I'd watch them on TV, but I'd not go to the ground. I wouldn't go to the ground, I don't think. But if it was on television and I had. All right, you're in the hot seat now. Ian's answered. No, Sean, it's up to them to do it. I'll tell you one thing I wouldn't do. No, we're not. I would not subscribe to a TV thing just to watch this European (laughs) Super League. If they happen to be on a a free-to-air channel, I would watch it, but I wouldn't pay money to it. Um, Yeah, but if you know the right people, everything's free to air. You're in the hot seat now. I'd like to pay the law, Nigel. Moral dilemma. Do you stop following this Sam? They've joined the... Yes. It is rhetorical, and I want you to give well, me an answer. Well, yeah, but we're... All right. No, but it's rhetorical, isn't it? We're not... 
No, but we're not. The, the fact of the yeah, matter is, just, we're not one of these self-proclaimed no, six clubs. They're going to allow clubs into No, no, no. So no, no you're one of the 12. By no, we're not position, getting in the way from that. We managed to win 12, the league. You're doing Spurs. By league position, then yes, right. because we have only by merit. Yeah, can. But that's Five if podcasts. this all goes... No, no, no. Listen. <laughs> Listen. You can't do that. Well, do because I, do we I know we're not one of the 12, yeah? Shut up. Go on. We're not. We're we not, are we? Do you want me to ring George up and get him on? Oh, yes. <laughs> Wake little Jessica up. Yeah. Anyway. Oh, we leaves have equalised. Three minutes to go. So we've won the Premier League. Yeah, because oh, the big six have been kicked out Just and they're only doing Europe. And we get invited into the European League Would as well as the Premier League. So we West Ham. Premier League. Would you still go to That's games? how it will be done. So, yeah. There you Do go. you support West Ham? I wouldn't, no. Yes, I would. Yeah, we would like to be. Yeah, Come on. Listen, if I well, come to the Olympic Stadium, really, as well, it's not, we're not a self-proclaimed big six club. That's a difference. No, but we're not. Go yeah, on. but they have. Yeah, on, and now go. it's up to the fans to make that choice. I'm, yeah. I don't envy them, but... Right, I've got, I've got a couple more, yeah? yeah? We've got it's a good friend, WHU Mark Reaper, no. or as we like to call him by his real name, Kevin. Uh, would you swap GSB for Americans who would buy the club with debt and given a chance would sell the soul? No. 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 Uh, Dan, 31, 60, 40, 43, 40, 8, H. No. Uh, oh, eight hours ago, sorry. Uh, said, <laughs> would you sell Ben Rama in the summer? No. I want him to come good. No. He looks so out of place in our system and style of play. Yeah. The funds could be used for someone better suited. You wouldn't sell Bad Ben Barber in the summer. No, nor would I. Yes. Would oh, you you, you, you're biased. Summer? You're biased. Oh. <laughs> More than you, have, you have the old ex-pros whispering in your ear. It's about fucking watching him saying he's not good enough for West Ham. No, I'm not. I fucking watched the geezer. You can tell he's not good enough for West Ham. <laughs> oh, that's oh, vicious, that is. You, that's he's rich. Right, are we done? Large today. Dear, oh, dear. Well, everything's large with him. We Come do on, predictions. Dear, oh, dear. Yeah, I, I know. We're not. My dinner's in the dog. Yeah. Well, at least you got him Go back on. to feed him. Uh, <laughs> You've done well. Yeah, Spelios, Kiriakou, we're all over the Greek bit. Uh, as long as there's no, like, mutation, it <laughs> seems like they're taking over the Greeks. Uh, he says, uh, are you done recording? And I went, yeah. no. He went, oh, I've got a question then. Uh, you can guarantee that we're nine we points because clear, it's the West Ham uh, Do you think we'll mess it up? Go on. Yeah. <laughs> And last but Hold not least, I, f- I forget him. He'll get the ump because he does. I forget him all the time. It's uh, David Altsig. Apart from asking me, yeah, apart from asking me, um, what's the odds on Parker getting the job for Tottenham? He said, uh, what do you think of the formation of the new Super League would mean to us 
in practical terms, if the club's rumoured to be part of it or not, removed from the EPL. Uh, but would it fit qualification for big money in something like Champions League or the Super League? I don't understand the question. Yeah, it's American. Basically, no, what I he's don't. saying is, do we think... Right, I'll do it again. What do you think the formation of the new Super League would mean to us in practical yeah. terms yeah. if the club's rumoured to be part of it yeah. are removed from the EPL? Well, right. it means we become one of the top six, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. But the thing... I'm not going to keep fucking saying it like a fucking parrot. But if the if it comes to it where the it forces a change in company David Cross um, say that football ownership because of the devalued asset, then we'd have every yeah. right to be one of the big teams. And if you look yes. at I mean I mean Sean, isn't it right that well, we, we are slight, I mean, financially there's a in terms slight of turnover variance because of course in the country. Uh, our um so financial year changed anyway. where some of the games got moved, but so yes. Not, we are still the ninth biggest in turnover terms. Hmm. Can I ask a, 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 if? Well, I think we know the answers because of how the Germans um, react. If you own fifty-one percent, the same where way the David fans Sullivan owns fifty-one percent or fifty point one percent, this couldn't happen. This could, couldn't happen, could it? Then, if you've got the majority shareholding, then you can do what you want. In the same way David Sullen can do what he wants. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I, I've anyway, just been given the predictions, evil eye. Right? With, uh, predictions. Ian first, and then watch. he can go. Oh. Chelsea. Cool. Your dogs are clever. Oh. Evil six. <laughs> <laughs> predictions. Nigel. Um, two one. Len. Uh, I think we'll lose. And I say one, one nil, nil win because I always do yeah. against Chelsea. I've been Sean. I think we'll Ian's lose. been. I think we'll lose two one or three. Nigel's one. been as you usually do. Ian and. Uh, doing my Panini been... 2020 football album I've just found in my shed with my stickers. Come on, you irons. I forgot to stick them in. I'm a year late. But I've, I've... Oh, Bobby Moore. Yeah, I've Slightly envious of Nigel. Reminded me to get seasons. Crack on. Bobby Moore and Jeff Burst. Chip of Booking Nancy. Hello, Decanio. West Ham. Set up history. Stand together. Champions, champions. Well, that was enjoyable. All three hours of it. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.